Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. How's everybody doing? At the Burlington... uh, I have no idea what the f*** just happened. East Carolina girls are the best in the world. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Superstitious beers. Superstitious beers. How about those friggin' pirates? It's a me, a man, a Garcia. <laughs> Go Pirate Radio. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on a football Friday and a free beer Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live on Pirate Radio 92.7. FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930, online, PR927FM.com. And watch the show on Facebook Live and YouTube. Come join us on this Friday. Be a part of the show as uh, we'll have a lot of interaction with you folks today as we uh, get you off into your sports weekend, which uh, includes baseball, NASCAR, golf. Next weekend, it will include some preseason football with a lot of pirates to keep an eye on had the hall of fame game last night we'll talk about that momentarily uh but um a lot of our discussion today will be about the ever-changing landscape of college football college athletics and the conferences because we have more news as we uh, come on the air today regarding that shirley rhodes is here happy friday to you shirley happy friday thank you intern joey is here on the video side of things what's up joey how you doing how you doing i'm doing good he's doing good chandler you doing good i'm doing great clipper good great to see you. i'm doing great yes sir it's friday happy friday hf to you okay hf there you go with that again <laughs> yesterday was ht are we short our interns today we are all right well so yesterday after the show i walk out and um micah says all right see you at the end of august i was like what huh well i'm glad i didn't hear that because that would have made me very depressed like end of august like it's the beginning of august she's like yeah i'm I'm heading home i was like this is how you tell me this is how i find out this is how it ends joey if you leave for a month or a week or even a couple days i need at least three days notice three days notice okay we'll do because like I, i i don't know i can't process things like that like so she's gone danny beal all right who I, knows i think he'll I be know. here in like two or three minutes no i know oh you know what, what's up with db all right so i got breaking news for you all right breaking news on the stash no stash today oh it's no stash friday no stash friday Damn. he told me last night as he was uh, or yesterday after the show when he was leaving he said uh, i'll see you uh, uh next week and he was heading back to winston-salem uh, as he was leaving the Pirate Radio studios yesterday. So he's back at his homeland, and he will rejoin us next week. No stash Friday. What a shame. I got to say, without Joey, I don't even know if we'd be able to do today's show. Because you got to run out at some point, right? Yeah, around 4.15 or so. Joey, you're saving us here, man. Thank you. I could have done that. Not to be a part of <laughs> Wow. I was trying to give Joey a little praise, but... <laughs> Shirley says anybody could do a trained monkey could do what Joey's doing. Well, no, I just find it interesting that both the interns failed to tell me that when I was going to put them in my chair to train today, and all of a sudden they nope. disappeared. Nerp. 
So we'll, that's probably uh, what it was. They heard. We'll have the stash doing a little uh, audio production next yeah, week. Yeah, I was I was gonna put them both in the hot seat and let them uh, figure out. I mean, because Joey's going to eventually have to do it, too. Joey knows how to do it. Yesterday, he was sitting there, and yeah. I said, Joey, you know what you're doing? And he said, yeah, I got it, and just pointed. And it worked. <laughs> we went and to so break. <laughs> only because I came flying in the room. But whatever he did worked. Yeah, he's, he's not wrong. <laughs> he, pointed at the, he pointed at the monitor like the monitor was going to do something. Abracadabra. <laughs> you know it's what like, did happen when he did that? You showed back up. That's true, yeah. Shirley showed back up when he did that. I just had to step out for a second, and I told Joey, I said, in case they go to break, I was like, sit here. I'll be back in a second. I'll be back. And I heard the word break. a few seconds. Yeah, it was a few seconds, and all of a sudden I heard the word break, so I came running back in here, and just in time to see Joey point at the monitor. And I was like, what are you doing? He's like, I don't know. I'm just pointing at it. (laughs) Chandler, how are your feet? Um... they're kind of hurting i need somewhere that has i don't know i feel like i go to a shoe store and they're just like hey here's some shoes you go to the foot locker some referees talking to you yeah like what are you doing like is this a foul is this a foul smelly feet get out of here i need somewhere that has uh i don't know like some science behind it i need somewhere that has maybe a 3d foot scanner huh well is it is any kind of is that technology even does it exist I don't know. Does it? I need somewhere. I need to go somewhere if they have it. Hold on. Let me. I'm receiving word here. Hold what on. do you have? I've just been. I no- need somewhere where they run for me. I've just been because no- I don't like to run. <laughs> I want somewhere where they run for me. Because if I could get somebody to run for me, then that's the place I want to go to. First of all, let's let's get some of your uh, your measurements here. Okay. What size arch you? Uh, what uh, what's your arch height these days? I don't know. What? How about your your width? Uh, what was that? Two inches, man. <laughs> you're going. You're a two incher. Yeah. Okay. Well, I need. To, you need to know these things. I don't Charlie. know. I don't. I, I, I don't know. There, I, is there any place in town with a 3D foot scanner with arch height and all that kind of stuff? Yes, and that place is Fleet Feet. Fleet Feet. You can be fleet of foot when you head to Fleet Feet. Uh, be sure you have the best and most comfortable shoes this tailgate season with a stop at Fleet Feet. Locally owned and operated by ECU alum Chris Lunyon. Fleet Feet of Greenville provides solutions through one-on-one service to runners, walkers, and everyone in between. And Chandler, they have those tools you need, the technology to get you in the right shoe, including a 3D foot scanner that measures your arch height, width, and more. So they're not just uh, you're not just picking out a pair of shoes. They the shoe is designed around your foot and uh, will be great for you this uh, walking and running and jogging and marathon season. Yeah, a lot of people don't know there's a lot of science to getting you into the right shoe, and that's where the science is, is at Fleet Feet. Go see Chris Lunyon, ECU alum. Chris Lunyon and his staff over at Fleet Feet, they'll get you in the right shoe today. So go and check them out at the old Gordon's Golf location right there on Arlington Boulevard. 207 East Arlington Boulevard. Fleet Feet, they run for you. They run for you. All right. Uh, Eric says, Lord, please don't ask my wife what my measurements are. Uh, Eric, you'll be glad to know I don't talk to your wife. Steve wants to hear some classic cuts. Dude. Shirley, you ready? Oh, hold on. Hold Steve, on. Uh, 
Steve, I like how Steve's doing it on YouTube now, where he usually does it on Facebook. Steve has made his uh, trek over to YouTube. He fleet-footed his way. I hope I have what he needs. All right. Clippo! Burgerly. Go Gator! Go Gator! Go Gator! I'm a former long snapper. I'm a former long snapper. Swinging dingers. Oh, where are you? Swinging dingers. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. Rick Flair. Woo. Rick Flair. Uh, Woo. Got a little taco meat on my chest. Oh, I just had it. <laughs> got a little taco meat on my chest. Yes. I don't care, care about, about the weather. weather. Don't want to talk about I the weather. I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. I don't think Shirley has this one. It, it was, was in the men's section. Oh, no. <laughs> Why does he always throw in an old one that I don't you got, have? You got this one, though. My, my guy. guy. Oh, yeah. My guy. My guy. All oh, right. Good Lord. job, Shirley. Yes. Let me see if I can find. It was in the men's section. I've never had anybody who was so adamant that it was in the men's section you heard that one uh joey have we played that for you where west uh was wearing a, a woman's shirt no no because it was in the men's section that was his excuse <laughs> uh update on the buccaneer music hall school board it was in the men's section thank you wes <laughs> uh, and thank you shirley uh braves have exploded for five in the fourth five in the fourth to take a five nothing lead over the red hot cubbies and cubs looking for their first hit as they Man, play the cubbies in the destroyed the reds the last couple of days yeah uh they were they were like setting records uh, as far as like on pace runs to score in the month of august yeah now it's the brewers the brewers beat the uh pirates last night 14 to 1 the crew of brew all right so uh that update on the buccaneer music hall school board presented by debug debug eric's fired up for free beer friday he said beer tastes better when you don't have to pay for it today we've got a uh, 15 pack of Bud Light aluminum bottles. How about that? Uh, the uh, design. They got, they got blue camo design. Yeah. Folds of honor for Bud Light. Um, but we also have Noonshine. Not Moonshine, but Noonshine. Noon you ever had a Noonshine? I have never had a Noonshine. Was it Moonshine made at noon? It could be. I'll tell you what it is. It's not your typical hard lemonade. It tastes like the frozen ice you get on the boardwalk on a summer day. Goes perfectly with 999 out of 1,000 life experiences. That's interesting. Look for Noonshine at your favorite local retailer today and win it for free here on Pirate Radio Live. And I got to tell you, anything with fruit punch. Fruit punch, yes. Are you a fruit punch guy? Absolutely. So, like, I don't know, Gatorade, um, minute made like anything that offers a fruit punch variety i go for and i don't like fruit punch when it's soft i like when fruit punch when it's hard hard fruit punch dude you, you done hard fruit punch hard fruit punch. that's what it says on there joey and if, it says contains alcohol so like let's say in this case, noonshine, but like any kind of candy, any kind of drink, beverage, like every fruit flavor is available to you, including fruit punch. Like, what are you choosing? Like, what's your go-to flavor? Uh, oh you know, there's pretty, strawberry, there's pretty typical of watermelon. me. I like tropical fruits. Yeah. So I'll probably go anywhere like a mango or a pineapple. Hmm. 
Can I All see right. the percentage of alcohol on these things? Yeah. Try eight. Ooh, <laughs> eight is enough. Eight percent. Mm. I like alcohol. It. That could pack a punch a little bit. Uh, it's hard, hard fruit punch. It packs a hard fruit punch. Eric said the camo would help my wife not see me drinking twelve of them. <laughs> that's, that's uh, pretty good. That's uh, that's fantastic. John said, how would it sound if Rajay Harris... I love how everybody out there... Look, we do do this show for you. For every individual out there. Steve gets his cuts sounded. Now John has an individual request. How would it sound if Rajay Harris rips off a 78-yard touchdown in the big house with Gus Johnson on the call? You gotta go from the... Hand off to Harris! To the right side. He breaks a tackle. He's got free space. There he goes. Rajay Harris. My guy. Down the sideline. My guy. 78 yards. Rajay Harris. Touchdown Pirates. They're on the board. The big 4-7. In the big house. The big 4-7. In the big house. Pirates only trail by 38 now. (laughs) They cut it at 38. And the Pirates cut it at 38. Ha ha. Ha ha. I love a good Gus Johnson laugh, too. <laughs> that's, like, that's when you know uh, he's feeling it. When he gets that <laughs> Steve Shocker. What's up, Shocker? Says. <laughs> Troy Aikman and Joe Buck. Go. Nah. Here's the handoff. 78 yards. Touchdown. Steve also asking if Steve Ellis is in the studio today. Shock. It's a shock. When you think about a shock, you think about Jaquan McMillan. Jaquan McMillan. Ward Slager to the sideline. Caught first down. What in the world is he talking about? You remember that's I said it I, wrong. I know. I've been doing that. But, yeah. uh, you got barbecue back there. <laughs> Hurt my feelings. You want to just play Gus Johnson uh, clips the rest of the, the first uh, segment? Sure. Stokely. <laughs> wow. Wow. And then uh, Chris Johnson's got uh, several. Speed. He said speed uh, on a Chris Johnson run, didn't he? Yep. I think that was the Chris Johnson run. Yeah. John Moody appreciated that. Tyler said, to be honest, I want that Woody's jersey. We have an awesome, is that a Twitter only giveaway today, or is that yes, all? Yeah. That is on Twitter, yes. Oh, awesome. I'm sorry, X. X. X marks the spot. Yeah. Awesome ECU Wood Ducks combination jersey. Um. So, yeah, uh, have your chance to win on Twitter. I think you just got to retweet and follow Pirate Radio at, at PR927FM. Uh, and you'll be able to own one of those awesome jerseys from the Wood Ducks. All right. Uh, we got to get on track. Or we can just give the people what they want. Eric wants a Gus Johnson Parker's commercial. Coleslaw! You got the baked beans! You got the barbecue! Hush puppies! Hush puppies! Ha <laughs> Corn sticks! Dip it in the beef stew! Woo! Tea is sweet! Ha-ha! 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 Hot sauce on the barbecue! I wonder if Gus saves all that for... Like, does he talk like that in his normal life? How 
you doing? It's good to see you. Great seeing your mama the other day in church. How's your daddy doing? All right. Fleet Feed Rundown. Gus Johnson, not a part of that. But we do have announcing news. I meant to bring this up yesterday. It's kind of late now because ECU has named an interim play-by-play announcer. There was a guy I really wanted to go after, though, after the Chris Edwards thing fell apart. And I don't know this guy's degree status or if he uh, has ever called American football or if he just sticks to the European football. But, surely, I really wanted Charlotte's uh, soccer announcer, a.k.a. Mickey Mouse guy, because he's phenomenal. Vargas in the area, still with it on the right side, stepping over, sending it back for Lindsey. Lindsey sends it back into the area for Swiderski. One touch, he scores! Another one for Swiderski! And that one was more impressive than the first! <laughs> I mean, I wanted Mickey Mouse guy. <laughs> he would say, "Here's Garcia in the shotgun. He looks, he fires over the middle. It's caught! And it's caught by Josiah Hatfield for a touchdown." His play-by-play guy is. Uh... <laughs> Those are good. Oh gosh, Mickey! <laughs> what a rush, Mickey! Josiah Hatfield's got some wheels, huh? <laughs> Wait a minute! There's a flag on the play. <laughs> They're going too tight in set. <laughs> Watch the run to the right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's send it down to the sidelines. Crying at Donald Duck on the sidelines. <laughs> 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 I can't even do it. I just a flag on the field. Oh my god. That really tickled me. Well, I say, I say, there's a flag on the field there. <laughs> just get the whole Disney vault. Open up the Disney vault and call games. Woo! Man. Wait, that's not Disney. Foghorn Leghorn's not Disney. He's I say, Warner Brothers. I say he is not Shirley Rose. I screwed that up. That was Warner Brothers. Uh, they are calling games down the road at uh, NC State, I hear. <laughs> Actually, that guy calls into the fifth quarter. Remember we had our Foghorn Leghorn guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really enjoy your program. I say, I say. The cowboy from Wilmington? Uh, no, different no, guy. Different guy. Different guy. Chandler, let's go back to uh, they replaced Marty Fuhrer with uh, Donald Duck for the coin toss. <laughs> let's send it down to Donald. Donald. <laughs> I don't know if that even sounds like Donald Duck, but I love what you're doing. Oh, that's good stuff. Jamie says, I tuned in at a weird time. He really did. Uh, but East Carolina has named and in her room play-by-play voice it's jim Zoki. a familiar name a familiar voice been with the uh, panthers for a long time and maybe i'm wrong but when i think Zoki, i think of like mig mixon eugene robinson and Zoki, right mm-hmm. and he's on the he's the pre-game host i want to say he hosts the post-game shows for the carolina uh, panthers sports network um 
but yeah, I, I have yet to see. And looking at his bio earlier when the uh, press release was released, um, that he has done some play-by-play. I believe he does some for Winthrop basketball, and he's done some here and there. But he's been with the Carolina Panthers radio network for, I believe, 29 years now. So he's been behind the mic. Dang. But when it comes to play-by-play, I don't think of Jim Zucke. But no. he's got the voice. No, he's got a good voice. He's got a great voice. He's got football knowledge. But I feel like he's also... I always compared him to like when Dennis Miller was on Monday Night Football, and he was—he's he, kind of a comic relief guy at times too. Like Mick would call the play, Eugene would yell something, and then he would kind of throw in a little quip that was either football related or a little mixture of both. Yeah, like yeah. comedic. Uh, so, yeah, I've never heard him do play-by-play, but I'll say this: for the season starting in less than a month, and you had the debacle uh, with the Chris Edwards hiring and. And all that stuff. Um, this is about as good as you're going to do. Yeah, I, think, I was at this point. No, I was very excited to see Jim Zucky. It's the guy that I've been listening to for a long time, and uh, some Panther fans older than me have been listening to him for just about all the years that the Panthers have been in existence in football. Um, so, and he started his career, I believe, uh, working in Charlotte. And um, yeah, really good voice, and uh, it's a guy that I, I I know and I've listened to before, so I'm excited to be hearing him uh, call play by play for ECU football this year. So um, yeah, very excited to have him. And uh, by the way, I don't know if you mentioned it, but this is not a permanent hire. This yeah. is a interim <clears throat> hire. He will um, go the whole year as the interim play by play guy, and I believe that the search for the new voice will start up next year. Yep, uh, 2024. Uh, so what does that mean for basketball season? Patrick um, uh, Keenis. Oh, yeah. No, did a lot of fill-ins. He did. Uh, he does Bulls play-by-play. Uh, in fact, I think he... I think he Durham Bulls? Yeah, Durham okay. Bulls. Not not Chicago Bulls, sorry. <laughs> basketball. Uh, Durham Bulls play-by-play. We got the Bulls guy? Um, and uh, I want to say he was the guy that filled in for Jeff when Jeff unexpectedly passed. Um, it was Patrick Keenis that uh, filled in and stuff. So um, that's my guess for basketball. I'm not. A, I'm not uh, going to assume that Jim Zoki's going to be doing ECU basketball. But if I had to guess, who would? And it, I call that a hypothesis because I think it's an educated guess. Chuck. I think that's an educated guess, which is a hypothesis. And my hypothesis is that. It will be Patrick Keenis for basketball. Right. Does he call games like the Hornets announcer? Because the Hornets announcer is really good, too. Oh, oh you're talking boy. about Tubiotis, <laughs> Terry Rozier, Wibbity D, Humdiddly D, from Cyrus oh, Hill, oh, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's a madman. I'm still Chandler doesn't like when I say this. I think I'm still not totally on board with him. I feel like he is a Gus Johnson wannabe. I think he's pretty genuine, but it kind of feels like a ripoff at times to me. He's been like that since I've been listening to him. I know. Back in I want to say when he took over for Steve Martin. Also, I love Steve Martin. Steve Martin, all time great. Steve Martin was awesome. Uh, But when he started taking over for Steve Martin, Steve Martin was strictly doing radio for the Charlotte Hornets. And Eric Collins came on the scene for broadcasting with Dale Curry on uh, at the time Fox Sports uh, Network and um, Bally Sports. Bally Sports. Now uh, he's always been the same. He's always been energetic. And what I like about Eric Collins is that even though the Hornets stink, he also he just finds a way to have some fun with the broadcast and has a lot of knowledge and a lot of catchphrases that I really like. So I'm a big Eric Collins fan. 
before the show we were talking about zoki and mixing and announcers and uh joey said so you guys like know all the announcers and and all that that's how i sound to you <laughs> that's that's how i no, sound but, to you but listen it's hey just listen like, uh, it's just like alaskan <laughs> alaskan like, <laughs> no but uh i just i don't know i don't really pay attention to the announcer names i i can recognize the voices like when i'm playing madden or something or i am watching a certain game or team and stuff like that but i just don't sit there and recognize the names i don't know that's just me though yeah i think that's uh i don't know maybe that's part of the youth today Kids. No, I'm gonna get Kids used to these it. Days. I'm, I'm starting to like find. Also, with you know players retiring, they're starting to get in. So I'm starting to know the names and stuff. Oh, I had to actually ask you guys: Was Greg Olson as bad as the public made him to be? Did the public make him bad? I thought he got so like people were so happy about it. Greg Twitter, Olson, former Panthers tight end. Yeah, I thought a lot of people liked. No, him. No, people love Greg. People Olson. loved him. But when Tom Brady, I guess, benched him. Essentially, people were just like, "Oh, well, good riddance." That's what I saw on Twitter. Ah, I don't know. I, nah. a lot of people like Greg Olson, a lot. and a lot of people that I've talked to have said, and the people that I see on Twitter have said that like Greg Olson should stay. Yeah, he I was so Greg good Olson. that I don't think you should plug Tom Brady in there. Yeah. No, nah, I don't. I haven't heard any bad things about Greg Olson. Surely, well, he's <laughs> coming back. Who? Greg. He's uh he's still a fox. He's just not doing the lead games, I guess, right? Mm-mm. Have fox we well, did the CBS announcer uh pairings. I haven't seen the Fox ones yet. Steve says best Steve Martin movie. Surely uh Pink Panther. You're gonna be better than probably anybody here. What do you got? Best Steve Martin movie. Probably if I were to pick it would be either the jerk. The jerk. Or I actually loved him in Father of the Bride. I thought he was really good in that movie, but I thought he was rather entertaining. He was, but the uh, jerk was hilarious. As a kid, I remember, um, what's the one where you, there's a guy hiding in the bushes? and Roxanne. Yeah, yeah. I think that's Roxanne. Did he have like a big nose or something? I don't know what I'm remembering uh, from childhood. Yeah, but I don't know if that's the same movie or not. Uh, uh, Steve says Three Amigos. That's got to oh, be Oh, I forgot Three Amigos. That's I'm sorry. Yeah, Three I Amigos, like, uh, yes. My, Very much so. My wife's favorite show, and I enjoy it as well, uh, Only Murders in the Building. Yeah, it's, I've uh, heard that. a great that, show with him and Martin Short. Yes. That's, uh, that's like going into season <laughs> three. It's a really good show. Uh, let me see if I can remember... I'm looking. I'm looking it up right now. So here is the movies: The Pink Panther, Father of the Bride, Cheaper by the Dozen, The Jerk. Plane. Are you going to say all his movies? Plane. I'm just going to say it until she recognizes what I'm, what movie she's thinking of. Oh, she was thinking of a movie. Yeah, planes and planes, trains, trains and, and automobiles. automobiles. Three Amigos, Little Shop of Horrors. Classic. Um, Parenthood, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Roxanne, you already yeah, mentioned that. Roxanne, I believe, was the one with bringing the down nose. the house. The man with two brains. I'll be here when you need me. House sitter. Bowfinger. Doesn't even have it up here. All of me. Just uh, all of all of me was the one where he gets possessed in a woman's body. Tap me on the shoulder when you're. Or a woman's ghost. A woman's. um, uh, What's going on? Ghost takes over his body. Uh, Sergeant Bilko. Yeah, Roxanne's the one with the nose. All right, I'm back. You're back. All right, I'm coming in. Uh, once again, we get to one topic on our Fleet Feet uh, rundown. I think this is going to be a reoccurring theme. Well, why not just uh, any kind of 
dead segment we have, we can always go back to the Fleet Feet rundown. Another great idea. You're, you got your brains uh, popping today. I man. just you sounded negative. I mean, this, there's plenty of there's plenty of. Uh, oh no, I love this segment. Whatever. I love getting sidetracked. I love giving yeah. the people what they want. In fact, as we go to break, John Moody says Gus Johnson's going to his favorite Chinese restaurant. What entree are you going with? I gotta go with the low main. Beef and broccoli. Beef. Crab Rangoon. Ha Egg roll. Egg roll. We'll take a break. Come back when we return. Brian North joins us. Bang, bang, shrimp. Well done. I'm in too. Conference realignment and more. Can't take y'all nowhere. When we return on Pirate Radio Live on a free beer football Friday. Back with you after this. listening to hour one of pirate radio live this hour is brought to you by pirate water get ready to party pirates go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure 21 and older only pirate water why be yourself when you can be a pirate now back to the show welcome back vacation spots are right here in your very own backyard take a trip to a state park and enjoy traditional camping rv space and also air-conditioned cabins that can be rented with wi-fi If you're by a lake, be sure to check out the opportunities to rent a canoe or kayak and get out on the water. Your next adventure is right around the corner. For more information, visit ncparks.gov. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. On a free beer football Friday. And a fun Friday. Had a lot of laughs on segment one. And that's because we didn't get to the big news of the sports day. Which is teams moving conferences. And uh, we will talk about that and more with Brian North, who joins us on the Pirate Radio Live line, WCTI 12, uh, a few weeks ahead of the Blitz returning. And uh, North, how you doing, man? Doing great, Clippy. How are you? Doing good. So to catch everybody up, uh, Oregon and Washington will join the Big Ten in 2024 joining usc and ucla moving the big 10 to 18 schools 18 members in the conference stretching out to the uh the west coast arizona is off to the big 12 could be followed by arizona state and utah and then whatever's left in the pac 12 what do they do um so north i i hate this stuff um yeah mostly because east carolina is not involved in it and uh it's it's i still love the games i love game day saturdays but man this stuff uh just takes away so much from a rivalry standpoint and and just what we once knew as uh, as college sports but what are your thoughts on the uh the news today oregon washington joining those california schools in the big 10 big 10 just trying to get ahead of the sec on the deal and it's it's 
you know, we've, we've been fearing for years that it was going to be two super conferences, and it looks like we are we are still headed that way, uh, you know, the difference between the haves and the have-nots. But it's, I wonder in five or ten years if everybody will just regret these decisions. I mean, does anybody – I still have a hard time accepting Rutgers and Maryland in the Big Ten. You know, they just – I don't know if it fits right. It just doesn't – conferences, and this is old guy talking here, conferences were regionally uh, bragging rights and all those things. And now when you're stretching coast to coast like this, I don't know. I I know nothing ever stays the same. We can lament the great days, uh, the past all we want, but nothing's ever stayed that the, the same way for long. So it's just the next big step. It's just more bigger and convoluted as they continue to chase the, the media money. And so, I don't know. It, it is what it is. I, not surprised by it. Now we'll see what the SEC does. The Pac-12, we knew the Pac-12 was probably going to be done. It was just going to be who was going to go where. And, and I don't know if there's any salvaging that. It's just a matter of where the rest of the remaining teams are going to get linked into. I will say uh, a morbid side of me is looking forward to or interested to see what happens closer to home uh, when it involves the ACC and, you know, Clemson, Florida State's been in the news this week, but like what happens with North Carolina and NC State and Duke because if the SEC tries to kind of match what's going on and uh, and keeps adding schools, which they have Oklahoma and Texas coming in, the natural thought is, well, right in your backyard, you've got I don't know, Florida State, Miami, and of course the Clemson Tigers. So uh, that is going to be fascinating. That's going to rile up. uh, If people aren't already riled up uh, and there's old basketball fans that still enjoy what the ACC brings, even though it's so different than it was 15, 20, 30, 40 years ago, uh, that'll get a lot of people upset when you start breaking up that conference. ACC still considers itself a a premier conference, right? And I think a lot of people are for saying that they could go the way of the Big 12 or the uh, Pac-12, yeah. which is absurd to think about, but it's all chasing the money. Look, this is nothing more than fat cat presidents and athletic directors just stuffing their pockets even more and being scared of not having that money continue. And this is where this is where we keep getting now these super conferences because everybody wants to pick a side and be a part of it because the last thing they want to do is, is not be a part of it, and then what do they do, right? So uh, it's just fear over not generating even more money uh, in this ever-changing landscape. Yeah, Brian, where do the uh, the players and the kids these days get this idea of it's all about themselves and it's all about the money? Where, where are they getting that from? I don't understand. I'll never, I don't get it. Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> the old people get mad. Yep. People actually want it, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, remember the old uh, drug ad? I learned about watching you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's where they get it from uh adults like us looking out for ourselves everybody's looking out for old number one and uh and it's a shame because schools like east carolina could end up getting left behind here uh in this whole deal but uh they will be playing football brian and uh they will have a quarterback on the field and and perhaps two not at the same time but practice began this week mason garcia alex flynn uh mike houston did acknowledge that it is a battle uh when he spoke on tuesday we'll get a chance to talk to coach houston again on saturday uh but looks like uh at least according to to mike houston everything we know at this point uh both guys getting a shot to be the starter in ann arbor i had a chance to to talk to mike a little bit during the practice is one-on-one and and while i don't like to reveal everything of our personal uh conversations he does say 
he is a one-quarterback guy. Uh, he does not like to have to play two quarterbacks, but he understands there are situations where it's going to happen. And he feels like he's in a good situation because he has two good quarterbacks um, that he feels like he can win with. He feels like to have the team. It's interesting how he put it. He said with Alex Flynn, they're good enough to win with Alex. He's, they got a good enough team around him where they can win with Alex because they have a good team. Mason Garcia, they're good enough to win because he can go win them games individually with his arm and his legs. Hmm. He feels like he's in a real good spot with that. It's just a matter of, you know, what situation fits the player best. And I asked him, I go, how do you, as a head coach, how do you even know when to rotate quarterbacks or how to decide? And, and he says, that's why I hate doing it because it's not, it, it, it's a hard thing to figure out. Sometimes it's feel and you get criticized by it. So, you know, he wants to be a one quarterback guy. And if Mark, I'm pretty sure he did not tell me this, but I'm pretty sure it's Mason Garcia's job to, uh, to go take and, um, Maybe they'll occasionally give him a chance to view on the sidelines what another quarterback can do in there with Alex Flynn. But I really feel like it's Mason's job to lose. And um, and then it's going to come down to who performs the best in the fourth quarter. I really think it's going to be who can make plays to win. I just I feel like this season is going to be one of those where they're going to be in a lot of close, close tight games with that defense. And so who can make the plays in the fourth quarter to lead them to win? Well, Brian, we've been playing Mike Houston's cuts this week. And uh... – I've I've given you credit for your question and the way you worded it and asked it to Coach Houston. Not like, you know, why hasn't Mason Garcia been named the starter or won this job? You asked, what has Alex Flynn done? What have you seen in him that has given him a shot? And his answer was last year he stepped up his leadership, his confidence in himself. Um, he's been more, you know, vocal and, and, and kind of reeled off the, the reasons why he's in this competition. So yeah. that was a good question by you, and I thought a, a good answer by Coach Houston as to why this thing actually uh, is a bit of a battle, even though you uh, you think Mason Garcia could be the front runner right now. Yeah, yeah, and and, and, and Mason's played a little bit, but he brought he, he told me, he goes, uh, Flynn just didn't it, – it's not that he didn't take care of his body before – but he's, he's taking care of his body a lot more seriously, hitting the weight room, getting off the baby fat, making himself into better physical condition. He said from the shoulders up, he is on par with Holt Nailers when it comes to knowing the playbook and, and reading defenses. And so he, he's got the, the acumen. He just, his body wasn't quite there, and he's worked really hard in the weight room and on his body in the last year to now put himself in that conversation where he can compete on the field with Division One athletes. Brian North joining us. Pirate Radio Live Line will be out there on Saturday. So stay tuned. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we will be all over it with pictures, video, and interviews as well. Looking forward to catch up with Coach Houston and hopefully some players out there on Saturday. Brian, there's a ton of battles going on. And Mike Houston addressed that on Tuesday as well. Uh, not just quarterback, but we have, you know, offensive line. Yeah. Uh, what is that going to look like yeah. uh, at the end of camp? Uh, receiver, what's that pecking order? I mean, just a lot of position groups uh, still up for grabs right now out there. So you've got, I think, better depth uh, at all these positions. You may not have the Keaton Mitchells. You not, may not have that wow Sunday for sure guy out there, but but I think you've got more depth in there and more talent. And, and this, look, you know, I, I've always said this on your show because I was a JMU guy. I had a little head start on, on Coach Houston and, and kind of how he liked to play. And, and I just feel like this defense with its depth and its length and and this is going to be a fun defense to watch that's going to create turnovers and create scoring opportunities. So, as he said during his press conference, they have dudes, 
We just don't know who those dudes are yet, whose names are going to become household names by yeah. the middle of the season. That's that's basically what we're looking for. It's not like they're devoid of talent. They got a ton of it, and they've got it's so equal across the board. They can plug in guys without missing a beat. It's just a matter of who's going to be able to make the the plays that help them win games. And so I love that that comment. We have dudes. We just got to figure out who those dudes are. Well, he said it very clearly, Brian, that we uh, in a language we could all understand. He mentioned dudes. He also said we've got guys, but but are they a guy guy? Yeah. We got dudes, guys, and we need guy guys. So, uh, yeah, we all know what that means, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's just going to be who can make plays. Yeah. And I, I asked him this, too. I go, do you do you like these seasons where there's you're, you're not getting the hype, you're not getting the oh, yeah. preseason all-conference guys, and you're not – I mean, let's face it. We, we in the media are, are really shallow. Right, we, we when you don't have your returning quarterback, we don't think much of you. When you mm-hmm. have your returning quarterback, you, right? When you have names that are coming back, it's easy to latch on to instead of doing your due diligence. And and look, part of that is we have to see people perform on the field as well. But there's nobody on this team that jumps out of you, out of you from last year's highlights, where you can say, "Oh, this this is going to be the leader." Now we, we actually have to do a little work to figure that out. But you know, I think he likes. I think all coaches like that. I think all coaches like to have that uh, uh, you don't respect us, you don't like us, chip on the shoulder, we're going to work hard, and, and not have to worry about catering to the media darlings and the media requests for all the players. So, um, I, I, you know, I think this is – I think Mike Houston likes this situation uh, a little bit better because he can he can use his motivational skills even better. Well, yeah, if you are picked high in the preseason standings, oh, we don't pay attention to that stuff, doesn't matter. If you're picked low – Oh yeah, we we know we know what people are saying, and and you use it as uh, as fuel. And I brought this up uh, with Patrick Mason and Chandler the other day, Brian. If if Holden Aylers is back for another year, uh, hypothetically, ECU is picked third, second, maybe. Like it's all about Pratt at Tulane, uh, Harris at UTSA. Because look, we're not going to study all these rosters, and even if we did, we wouldn't know these guys. It's not like we there's so many players uh, moving year to year. So you're right; it is all about quarterback. And if East Carolina had one with experience and with, uh, I think we got talent, but with experience, yeah. they would be picked way higher than sixth in the American, probably top three, top two, I would think. Right. I think there's confidence in just about every position on the field. Uh, running back room is really deep. I'd, wide receivers, I think they're, they're pretty good to go. Offensive line, they've got to figure out. I think the, the transfer of the two Havlock guys put a little bit bigger question mark there. And it's not yeah. like they don't have guys, but offensive line is one of those places where experience does matter, right? Being in there, the little nuances of it. So I think the offensive line is going to be something that we really need to watch defensively. Uh, defensive line, a lot of experience back there. And I think, like I said, I think the defense is going to be fine. I think offensive line and quarterback are the two things to really watch here. Um, and, and they, they kind of go hand in hand. You know, the better the offensive line plays, the better the quarterback will play. But I think those are the two. For me, those are the two positions that I'll be keeping the closest eye on here during preseason camp. I know I've brought this up with you, Brian, because you always uh, talk about the local angle, which I really enjoy. And I've said that. I wish ECU had a, a better history with a pipeline to Havelock, and it just seems like when we do get the guys, yeah. it doesn't work out. Who was the uh, the running back? Tennessee came here. Well, Scott, yes. Yeah, you got him. And, and look, Avery Jones, Strother, they were uh, they were good players here, but, yep. boy, we could use them this year, right? Uh, they are at Oregon and Auburn now, respectively. So, 
whatever reason, Havelock's been a little bugaboo for the Pirates over the years. Either we can't get him in or we do, and then it doesn't work out for some reason. And I like to throw in Kyron Bowman in basketball as well. Just yeah. Like a multi-sport, right? And so, you know, it, it, I also had a good little conversation with Coach Houston about this, too. Big picture now. What Avery Jones and, and Nishad Strother did, how they do transferring to these, quote-unquote, bigger school, power five schools, how they do, does it get them to the NFL? Do they fail miserably? This is going to go a long way towards transfers in the future and, and following their, their model. Because kids will pay attention to this. If it works out for, for Avery and Nishad, where they go and have great careers and, and it catapults them into being second-round draft picks, that could be the path that more players take. If they fail, and I'm not, you don't wish anybody to fail, but I just think, especially offensive line, transferring someplace, learning a new offense, a new campus, a new, everything is new, is not beneficial as an offensive lineman. I would think you would have a better chance of playing on Sundays if you stayed where you were and continue to hone your craft. But I, I think that's a, an interesting thing to watch in the future, not only offensive line, but other positions we see this at. How does it work out for these transfers when they go other places for a one-year or two-year deal trying to increase their their NFL stock, their NIL deals, all those things, does it work out for them in the long run for ultimately achieving their dream of playing on Sunday? Perhaps. I just think that guys will say, hey, if it worked out for them, it'll work out for me. And if it didn't work out for them, well, I'm better than them. This is a different situation. I think guys just like, I mean, how many times have guys left early from East Carolina to try to go pro and not get drafted? And it, it continues to happen. And and guys will just think it, it doesn't matter what happened to them because my situation is different. I, maybe I look at it from a negative standpoint. And, and, and there's also the fact that it, it, is it about improving your draft stock or is it about getting paid right away, which apparently Strother and Avery Jones did. Yeah. So I don't know. Both. I, you know, in the conversations I've had from people, they say that uh, uh, with Avery Jones in particular, he, he's being told if he'd gone to Illinois where, where he was going originally, uh, they would help him get to the NFL, that, that East yeah. Carolina couldn't get him those things to get to the NFL. And I think the NFL is always that carrot. But understand, temptation is the hardest thing to deal with in life. And at all levels, no matter what you're talking about, temptation is the hardest thing to deal with in life. And when you're talking about college football, you're talking about other people telling you they can get you to the NFL. Other people telling you they can get you better NIL deals, and it's easy to believe them. And so let's jump and, and let's go. And so uh, it's not, you know, resisting temptation is hard to do, but sometimes it's worth it. And so, again, we're going to find out if temptation wins out in this deal for them or if uh, in the long run, people will learn the lesson and, and maybe it's better to stay to school. I, the jury's still out. I, I don't know. And I think every individual is going to be different when it comes to this. ECU has done a good job with its transfer, transfers. They have a lot on their on their staff this year, on their roster this year. But temptation is the hardest thing to deal with in life. And a lot of people fail when temptation is presented to them. Brian, good stuff. We got to run quickly. Uh, your thoughts on Jim Zoki uh, will be the interim voice of the Pirates for this 2023 football season, and they'll go back to the drawing board, try to find a full-time guy for 24. This is one week, uh, announced one week after we found out Chris Edwards would not be taking over. Um, I, my thought is, like, if you have to make chicken salad out of this situation, you've done pretty good to get a guy with uh, with his, you know, uh, resume. Uh, I hate to use the word resume. Uh, resume. But uh, what do you think about Zoki there filling in? 
Let's do the Zoki Pokey and turn this thing around. Look, I, I've listened to him a lot through the years with the Panthers. I'm traveling to and from their games, so I catch him on the radio a lot. And, and he was always kind of like the third wheel. He was never the main guy, uh, but I always liked his insight, yeah, good humor. So, uh, yeah. I always thought, like, when I think of him, I think of, like, not to a, the degree, but Dennis Miller when he joined Monday Night Football. I always thought Zoki was kind of comic relief with Mick and uh, Eugene a little bit. Yeah. Added some football stuff, but but uh, did throw in some some quips here and there. Yeah. So now, how does the quipster become when he's the main guy? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm interested. Yeah. So uh, it'll be interesting to see, but uh, you know, it, it's not like he's a rookie straight out of college. So at least he knows what he's getting himself into and what he's doing. So uh, it'll be interesting. It'll be. That'll definitely a different spin for the Pirates on this one. Uh, Brian, uh, Eric says, Brian, what did you fudge on your resume? You got any lies up there? The only things that I ever fudge, never on my resume, like when I was playing high school basketball, my coach would always say I was taller than I was, like I 6'2 in the preview for the paper, and I've, and I've never been 6'2. 6'2? 6'2, and then... The only, the only thing I'll fudge on now is when you're doing the, the on. You have to fill out an online application, and the weight thing comes up. And so I'll always give my like my, my best weight from like ten years ago. Yeah, maybe after that. So, all right, fair enough. Uh, we said goodbye to Brett Kennedy yesterday. So, yeah. um, great guy, and good luck to him. And uh, North, you will be uh, I don't know spinning like a tornado here in a few <laughs> weeks with the blitz coming up. Yeah, we got all these. You know, it helps the ECU's having the practices in the morning because I can go, and so I can get to know them a little bit. So, and then we've got a bunch of uh, high school um, media luncheons coming up, which will not help me when I have to list my weight on uh, on the applications. Um, so, yeah, these next couple of weeks are going to be spinning. Then we get into the blitz, but I think I think we're moving pretty quickly on uh, getting a replacement for Mr. Kennedy. So awesome. Uh, yeah, uh, his name is Ariel Epstein. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, but we uh, we attended it right now. But you know, yeah. I don't see Chris Edwards stuff yet. But uh, but we will uh, we will let everybody know when, when something happens. Well, good luck with that, North. Thanks for joining us, man. We will uh, talk to you again next week. Ryan North, WCTI 12. We'll take a break, come back, wrap up hour number one when we return. Pirate Radio Live on a free beer football Friday. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The Dickinson Avenue Public House is a lively and diverse restaurant in Greenville that uses fresh and local ingredients. With influences of Creole, Asian, and upscale Southern cuisine, the Dickinson Avenue Public House offers a seasonally rotating menu and a full-service bar with rotating craft brews on tap. Come to the intersection of 8th and Dickinson and enjoy Dollar Oysters Tuesday through Thursday from 5.30 to 7. For more details, check out DapHouseNC.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a free beer football Friday. Did uh, did you watch the Hall of Fame game? If so, how much did you watch, Chandler? Uh, let's see. 
two and a third two and a third mm-hmm. two quarters and a third of a quarter mm-hmm. okay how much you watch Joe? Uh, I'll, sporadically so about a quarter worth of the game but oh wow Charlie, did you watch any of it nope i was switching between the cfl game between bc and winnipeg and the savannah bananas game look at you getting all sporty on a thursday night oh i was i mean the hall of fame game is nothing oh, for I, me. you're right it, well i dtr and i don't even know what his name is dorian I, thompson robinson thank you uh joey quarterback ucla uh he was great to watch last night uh, I had it on pretty much the entire time. I had that on, and I had to catch up on Wednesday night's edition of Big Brother, which returned this week. One of my guilty pleasure TV shows that I enjoy watching. So, uh, but I, I had the game on most of the time. I just liked hearing Tariko and Collinsworth. I mean, here's a guy. We uh, talked to Aaron Rodgers and uh, smoking that ayahuasca. And uh, it was just, uh, it was great to hear. I, just something about hearing the voices. I missed Al Michaels uh, on NBC. I still do now that he's on Prime. But uh, it was good to hear Tariqa getting a little practice in for when he has to call ECU football. That's what I thought about last night. I was like, yeah, I was like, he's getting warmed up for that big game coming up September 2nd, baby. That's right. 29 days away until ECU versus Michigan. Him, Chris Sims, and Lewis Johnson on the call. Jalen Johnson! Uh, a touching tribute to East Carolina last night during the game when the lights went out and took forever to come back home. That was cool to see. Appreciate them doing that. They have Hall of Fame lights uh, here in Greenville. Never even knew it. All right, we got to take a break. Uh, our, our buddy Ryan from Wings Over Greenville just dropped off some grub. He's going to join us to talk a little little sports, little Sports uh, here. Oh, Green Monster out uh, there in left field. And, uh, for the Red Sox. We had the Pats. The Pats got Mac Johns. How's my voice? Johns. How's my voice? Uh, we'll do that. Talk about what's going on. Wings over Greenville. Talk some football with you. Morgan Ayler's going to join us. Hour two. And hour three, we've got Adler Augustine, the uh, head volleyball coach at East Carolina. And also Mark Greenhill's talking about golf. Chandler, next time you go to the Buck, Eric wants you to ask a really hot girl what her number is, but you have to do it as Gus Johnson. Hey, girl, what's your number? I need it in my phone right now. You are terrible. We'll be back with you after this. Have you got the time and attend to get yourself in? You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Wally's 2 Kettle Corn in Winterville is where you can find the tastiest popcorn around. Make it a movie night at home with Wally's. They have over 50 flavors to choose from, including classics like cheddar, caramel, or Chandler's favorite, Better Butter, or specialty flavors such as Chicago-style, wintergreen mix, and MJ's Cheesecake. 
Wally's 2 also caters if you're hosting a party or event, satisfy your company with delicious popcorn. Check them out on Facebook or stop by and see Wally today on Fire Tower Road across from Sam Jones Barbecue. Wally 2, tell, excuse me, Wally 2 Kettle Corn, make it a popping day. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Free beer, football, wing Friday here. On Pirate Radio Live, Shirley Rhodes, intern Joey. Intern Micah has left us for north of the border. She'll be back in a few weeks. Intern Dan gets a a Friday off for his hard work this week, I guess. Um, Chandler is out doing big boy sales stuff. So uh, joining us in studio, our new intern, Ryan. From Wings Over Greenville. Yeah. Hi, Rye. Hi, Clip. Happy to be here. <laughs> uh, we needed yet another Boston sports fan here. Good grief. We've got enough of those. Uh, but Ryan does hail from... Where did you... Uh, where were you born there, Ryan? Brockton, Massachusetts. The city of champs, Clip. You want to hear something... Ri- you want to hear the coolest story you've ever heard in your life? Okay. It better be cool, though. So, in middle school, I believe, we, uh, we had to write letters to, like other classes and they were like pick them out randomly maybe a place you visited maybe it has something to do with your name and i was like huh that's cool let me see if there's like a a brock a a town called brock ah yeah but uh and we had to do three different locations but one of my locations it was a school in brockton massachusetts i remember getting that letter (laughs) and man was it off what was this third grade because it read like a kindergarten wrote it i wrote it in crayon like this just grammatically awful i am a chubby kid looking for wings and you were out there like hey i wish i could feed this fat kid wings and look where you are today and now we're all grown up and i'm the chicken man and you're looking to eat chicken (laughs) that is correct ryan uh look we're having fun we're laughing we're joking around but let's turn on our serious faces you, you, you've got something about to happen that is unheard of in today's society. Boom, boom, boom. I mean, unheard of. is that true? Uh, probably not. <laughs> probably not unheard of. All right. Very but, rare. But we are, starting Monday, we're, we're doing a menu relaunch and our prices are going down. Prices going Deflation. down Deflation. at Wings Over Greenville. How in the world? Have you lost your mind? Yes. End of story. That's it. Yes, <laughs> I mean, and that is good for us, the customer. We are uh, we are definitively through the pandemic. Don't please don't let that happen again. Um, but yeah, we're we're out of the woods and we're ready for volume. I'm gonna try and get to the masses again, like we used to. Um, so yeah, this is our effort to uh, to make it a little more affordable for everyone. That is fantastic. That way you can eat wings like six, seven times a week. <laughs> and uh, Joey's down. I'm down. We're all down for that. Also, uh, so that uh, kind of incorporates a new menu as well, right? So what'll be new? Uh, well, uh, all new app, all new website. Um, just the the look is changing. Okay, um, coming down from from the corporate overlords who uh, who are cooperating now. Um, but yeah, we, we've got some new sizes uh, as far as our wing counts go, our tender counts, so uh, everything can be put into a combo now. So a little more, a little more everything for uh, for everyone for every price range, and a little less a la carte where you got to pay an extra few bucks. The only tender app I need is Wings Over Greenville. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I mean, yeah. All right. Um, 
Bad news, all your wings will now, instead of chicken-based, they will be plant and bug-based. True or false? <laughs> Very false. <laughs> okay. <laughs> still, not a chance. All right, still we, chicken. Uh, there, there were... Um, you know, franchise locations that tried out like the tofu wings. Yeah. Yeah, not mine. Yeah, okay. Not doing that. We're going uh, all chicken, baby. All meat. Uh, so, what do you got there? You got the, what's what's that? Uh, we're also doing an initiative. So, um, we do a lot of guerrilla marketing um, and hanging some flyers on some doors uh, with our new app. If you order online, the first time you order, you do get four free tenders. The code is four tenders. It's easy to remember, and you should see these all around. We'll we'll be posting them everywhere in the city. And those tenders are big, so that is uh, and maybe good. a little meal on its own. Not just big, but delicious. Yeah, if it's gonna be big and bad, who cares? It's big and good and tasty. Ryan uh, from Mally Wings Over. Can I say your last name? I just did, but you we didn't beat yeah, it yeah. out. No, that's fine. Why? What's your middle Somebody name? Somebody after me? I don't know. <laughs> James. My middle name is James. James. <laughs> oh, Jimmy. Nice getting to know everybody. You know? Jimmy. <laughs> little, how's little Jimmy from Brockton doing? <laughs> do you do a uh, country voice, a North Carolina voice? How do we, how do we sound? Oh, it, it depends what part of the country you're from. <laughs> so I had lunch with uh, a guy who's a, uh, a sheriff's deputy in Wayne County mm. and, and someplace in Wilson. Ooh, that was off the beaten path. Let me tell you. But it was awesome food. It was uh, it was called Bill's Grill. Okay, on one seventeen in Wilson, and I highly recommend it. <laughs> Ryan doing ads for other food places. I'm giving shout outs. <laughs> you know, I mean, if you have a great steak and cheese, you got to tell somebody. All right, fair enough. But yeah, but oh, steak and cheese. Was, that guy was country. I'm was always country. looking for a good steak and cheese. Yeah, I had a great. Say, I need the location to that one. Yeah, yeah, one seventeen in Wilson, Bill's Grill. There you go. I had a good chicken Philly from Familia last night. I'm gonna send him an invoice for uh, for the ad space. <laughs> <laughs> they can pay my August. Bill's Grill, proud sponsor of Wings Over Greenville. How's that work? Uh, anything else we need to know about your uh, location? Uh, yeah, well, actually, uh, we're putting in some sweat equity too. So I just finished painting the lobby. We actually look nice now. So uh, so when the st- the tailgating starts out there, um, we'll be good to go. We're happy to have people in. Jamie said chicken prices are crazy right now. That is really good news uh, going down. That's fantastic. Yes, sir. Steve says, I love when Ryan was in our fantasy football league, free wings at the draft party. Yeah, Ryan used to be in, uh, he got too busy. Started making. Is that what it was? I thought it was just too good. (laughs) I don't think it was that. (laughs) I wasn't good. I was not. Uh, But you you decided to get married, have a child, like work hard, do adult things. It's terrible, isn't it? And doesn't hang out with the. The old group anymore. Sad. We lost. Uh, hey, you still uh, still talk to Cassman, right? Tony Cassman. Yeah, 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 all the time. Yeah, yeah former uh, regular here on Pirate Radio. Yep. And one of the funniest people that we would have on the show, and For I really sure. enjoyed talking to. Now we just have uh, our our own little talks about fantasy football happens in between the yards. <laughs> and, uh, no, nobody else is over the fence so. <laughs> like Wilson and Tim the Two Man Taylor. Yep. Right. Yep. Uh, Shirley, um, I love. I get like rando texts from my wife during the day too. Ryan just got one. I won't say that. <laughs> so she just started watching uh, Beverly Hills 90210 for the first time ever. My wife. My wife. <laughs> um. And so this is like I've got it on a streaming service. I need a show to watch. Let's yeah, just give it was, it on, a it was shot, on Netflix. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was bad. I, uh, Shirley, were you a 90210 gal in the 90s? Unfortunately, by proxy, yes. 
my best friend was a huge 90210 fan and used to make me watch it all the time so i never i think i was a tad too young yeah i i didn't i had an older brother not an older sister my my wife had an older sister so she caught i, th- I think it was you know aimed at the female now i will cross my legs hop on the bed uh, hold my pillow and watch dawson's creek till the sun goes right down. yeah now, that I was did that too that was my 902 joey porter for you oddly specific <laughs> i don't want to wait you for met? my life to be over we were all in on that yeah. joey porter <laughs> yeah not just a linebacker for the steelers <laughs> no not <laughs> that wasn't her name potter was it potter yeah, it wasn't joey porter joey porter's a corner for the steelers <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that's... famously on Dossie, dawson's creed <laughs> joey porter i remember pacey uh, pacey and dawson yeah. uh yeah her uh, name was joey it was it was joey. joey something i think potter sounds right yeah see see i didn't really get into dawson's creek as much you were as too I... old no yeah offense. i got it i really got into one tree hill though Oh, I didn't see that. No. Oh, I, I loved One Tree Hill. While we're on the subject, um, one of my favorite garbage guilty pleasure pleasure TV shows started up this week. Big Brother's back. You into any of that stuff? I'm not. Yeah. Famously not. I like it. You're a challenge guy, right? No, not at all. Oh, I, I, love I don't really shows. do reality TV. Uh-huh. You know what I do? You know what I do for reality TV? And this is a good one. It's called Alone. Have you seen Alone? Mm-mm. They take ten people and they put them in the woods in like British Columbia during the winter, and whoever oh, whoever's alone. out there, yeah. Whoever. I thought you were saying the loan, like a Shark Tank kind of thing. No, no. Alone. I can't understand how you I'm talk. <laughs> hey, Joey Porter. It didn't sound was on Dawson's like Creek before the commercial. <laughs> Joey Porter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, how are your pats going to be this year? Um, mediocre. I take a lot of glee and joy in the fact that they just don't run through everybody now. Like yeah. that got old, man. It, it did get old, even for you. Yeah, I, <laughs> when I used to come on the show, I said, you know, the games don't matter until early December. Yeah, we would um, do previews with a fan of every team, and yours was so boring because you'd be like, yeah, they'll win eleven or twelve games, but and, what happens in the playoffs? And I'm a boring guy. So in general, those yeah. two things combined. Yeah, there was there was never really much to say. It was status quo and see where it goes, and then you you know you get a shot in December or January. You uh, like Mac Jones? Yeah, uh, he's okay. You like Mac Jones or Zappy more? Uh, I like Mac Jones more. I think Zappy got put in in a, in a good situation last year for like the game and a half that he started. Um, I, I mean, he filled in uh, adequately, but. Um, you know, I think Mac Jones is where is where they're going for the next couple of years. Anyway, there's no backup plan. I, I mean, that guy's not going to run a franchise, Zappy. You know, like it, it, he played well, but um, I, I think he's a backup. Who lasts longer? Who coaches longer, Belichick or Saban? Uh, what's their ages? What are, are they both 70, 60, 68? I'll give you that information in a moment. I don't know. I think I think uh, I think one more. Uh, subpar season from Alabama. I wouldn't be surprised if Saban walks. Subpar. So like, and well, subpar like is subpar is Georgia and uh, Kirby Smart walking all over you. Yeah, you know, I mean, if if that's the case, so Saban's seventy one. Okay, Belichick is. How about a subpar season from Belichick? They are both seventy one. Ryan, how about that? All right. Yeah, born in the same hospital. They were like. Hi, I'm Bill. Twinsies. Hi, I'm Nick. Hi, nice to see you. Let's never be friends. On to Cincinnati. Like over the NFL. We're here at training camp. Uh, but so, like, I remember Joey bringing it up, like, and I've heard this other places too, like Bill Belichick, hot seat. 
Like he owns his own seat, right? Like he could he decides what he does there. Yeah, I mean they're, they're not gonna tell him to to leave. You know, I mean, he might see the writing on the wall. Well, here's another thing too. Jamie brings up a good point. The Bills, Dolphins, and Jets are good now. Like for years, they were just awful. And the Patriots, while good, never really had a challenge in the division. The Bills are good. The other two are good on paper. Let's see it. The I Dolphins mean, are know. good when healthy. I mean, they were the most explosive team in the league. When yeah, but it's the NFL. When are you healthy? I mean, we're we're one hit away from two, um, you know, having a pension and just just walking away. Well, Tua needs to keep playing so he can get the pension. Right. <laughs> what? Boy, it's not a... eligible for that just yet. <laughs> That is a catch twenty two if I've ever heard one. Um, so I don't, we'll see. I mean, maybe maybe the Jets are average. Who knows that? I mean, the defense thing about defense every year is you say, "Oh, that was a top rated defense last year," and then who knows what happens the next year? It might be all the same guys. They might just not play with the same chemistry or or intensity, and and all of a sudden they're a, an average defense. And if you're an average offense too, then you're an average team. A lot of average there, you just said. A lot of averages. Law of averages. Law of averages. AFC is pretty stacked, too. Yeah, When you look absolutely. at it across the board. And I wonder the, I wonder if the Bills can take advantage of this, uh, this window they're in right now. Because they were pretty bad for a long time after the, the Jim Kelly years. And it feels like they're right there on the cusp. But if Mahomes keeps them out of a championship or Burrow or whoever... Those uh, suffering Bills fans are going to have to suffer for another few decades. It's Mahomes right now. I mean, you got to knock that guy off the throne. That's that's it. That's the team to beat. And if they can't if they can't do that, they're not going to make the Super Bowl. Um, you went to UMass. I did with Lou Rowe. <laughs> Victor Cruz. Yeah, we went to class together. Me and Lou Rowe. Uh, Victor Cruz was a Victor uh, Cruz was there. A, a trivia question the other night, and, or uh, part of one. There is one. Uh, maybe there's more, but there is one NFL player who went to UMass, and it's Andy Isabella. Oh, yeah. Wide receiver. receiver. Yeah. Cardinals? Yeah. was with the Cardinals. Uh, UMass, by the way, because I did a question, 3-37 and 37 since tw- uh, 2019 in college football. Oh, I made so much money betting against them last year. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, if uh, if they're given 48 points, you take the opposing team. <laughs> I'll bring this up because uh, I can't imagine you were super jacked up about UMass college football back in the day. No. Or well, at any time. I, the good thing about UMass college football was that um, not enough people went to so it was free for students when I was there, and it was you could go in and re-enter whenever. Oh, okay. So we would go watch the offense, go into the parking lot, drink a beer, and then go back in and watch the offense. Another three and out. I mean, you'd, <laughs> you'd be pretty well in the bag by halftime, and then you could go home. <laughs> uh, so when you see, but you are a sports fan, a football fan. What yeah, do you think course. about? All this craziness. Oregon, Washington, Big Ten, Arizona, Big 12. What happens to the Pac-12? I mean, I think the Pac-12. The Pac is it the Pac-12? Is that what they're still calling it? Or the Pac-10? Right or? now, it's like the Pac-7. The Pac-7? I think they're dead, right? It looks that way. But, I mean, they could keep the name and bring in a Boise, know. San Diego State. They'll probably just do that. Does it matter, though? No. I mean, and then what? Next year, they do the same thing. Whoever's good, somebody else grabs them. And it's all about the TV money, isn't it? Yep. And I don't know what the stopping point looks like. And I, I am still, I hate all this. I really do with the passion. But 
I am interested to see when it gets to our neck of the woods and like what Clemson does, what right. North Carolina, like yeah. what happens to those schools. That's all they talk about in the triangle is who's going to move and where they're going yeah. to. Um, but I mean, it makes sense. It, it had to change. It had to change at some point. So with the money being influxed into it, the whole NIL, all the TV money, uh, I mean, it's, it's a logical uh, progression here. Uh, Jamie with the question, so he's making a point here. Joey, let's put our sports brains on. Ooh. He says, who are the Patriots receivers and running backs? Can you even, nope, well, hold on. He says, can you name them if you're not a Patriots fan? All right, so, so they got. I ask you a question about Juju. So they got, Juju's one. Yep. They got Stevenson, Ramahadre. It's uh, at running back. Yep. yep. Jacoby Myers is not there anymore. No. Uh, they did bring, didn't they bring in a tight end? They always love tight ends. Yeah, uh, Hooper. Okay. No, no, no. Yeah, Mike Gusecki. Mike Gusecki. Yep. Okay, we've got one running back, one receiver, one tight end. We got to start. got rid of Harry a minute ago. Uh, oh, they got a... Um, I mean, you know these guys. It's not like they're no names. I know. They have another receiver who kind of didn't work out in his last Aguilar? spot. No, Aguilar's nah, gone, Aguilar, I believe. Uh, the one who can't catch. Uh, that, that could is, be that's Aguilar. <laughs> that is Aguilar. All right, help us out, Ron. All right, so uh, Devontae Parker. Oh, oh, yeah. Right, and then uh, I think in, in three receiver splits, I think Kendrick Bourne will be on the field. <laughs> okay. And then they've got uh, they could, uh, Thornton, um, who was the speedster for them. Oh, the receiver? He, yeah, I mean, he, he flashed in a couple games. Oh, they like put him on the field for his first play or whatever. Right. And like yeah, a yeah. random 40-yard bomb to the sideline. Right, yeah. and then uh, at, at back, they're, uh, they've got uh, Pierre Strong that they liked last year. He's kind of a, a, a quick, shifty guy out of the backfield, but he can catch. Um they got another back, but I'm, I'm not going to It's it. not super impressive. It's Who, me or the roster? You're more impressive oh, than the okay. roster. Thank you, thank you. You're way more impressive. It's still baseball Sony season. Michelle just retired too. Sony Michelle did retire. Yeah. See that Stetson Bennett fact? They were both in Georgia. Michelle's retiring. That's a rookie. <laughs> yeah, still in school. He played for four teams, signed like four contracts while Stetson Bennett was at Georgia. Uh, but Bennett's doing it the right way. He still doesn't have a diploma either. Okay, just uh, take a few courses, and throw the ball around. He's got to figure it figured out. Uh, just. Put off being an adult and then getting in the real world as long as you can. That's the way to do it. Ryan Malley, Ryan James Malley joining us here inside the Pirate Radio Studios. RJ. <laughs> what's your oh, middle name, Cliff? The kids call you AJ. AJ. Hey, AJ. What's up? <laughs> My middle name is Lloyd. Lloyd. Clifton Lloyd Brock III. It's Clifton. Yeah. I didn't know that. My dad and that granddad. changes everything. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it really fits me, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Anything else uh, you want to discuss, Ron? Uh, no. I don't know. Yeah, Unless you, you get something, I don't. You're free to hang out. We got to talk to Morgan Ayler's. Uh, see how his son's going to do. Okay. In uh, Seattle. Seattle. Yeah. Oh, I got a question, though. Where yeah. The tender sandwiches is going. Are they staying? Oh, they're here. Okay. Cool. Yeah, they're not going anywhere. Perfect. Yep. Tender sandwiches on demand. Ron, what's your favorite flavor? My favorite flavor is uh, kicking barbecue, but yeah. it depends on what kind of mood I'm <clears throat> in. And if I happen to be at work uh, too many nights in a row, then you switch it up. Wings over Greenville brings uh, me back. I feel like a child. I feel like a kid when I order because I'm a man. I'm a grown man. I should eat traditional wings. He's a man. But... I prefer the tenders at Wings Over Greenville. Also, I'm a man. I like spice. Give me some spice. But at Wings Over Greenville, my favorite flavors, flavor is honey barbecue. I get honey barbecue boneless wings tenders at Wings Over Greenville where 
normally i would go something spicy and traditional it's old reliable honey barbecue yeah i mean it never fails it has never failed me once can't be beat my go-to flavor is always lemon pepper never fails. yes i mean that's as also solid as it gets one. Yeah. yeah love it love a good dry rub the friday wing rundown <laughs> oh, is this a new reoccurring <laughs> That's what it is. What time is it? They, uh, at 4.28. The Friday Wing Rundown. Right after 4.20 on Friday, the Wing Rundown. There you go. Kind of fits. Hey, kind of fits. That's something. Ryan, thank you for hanging out. Thank you for having me. And most importantly, feeding us. Yeah. Uh, just to recap the headlines. Uh, Prices going down pr- on Monday. Awesome. So yeah. uh, check that Very out, excited. folks, at Wings Over Greenville. All right. Uh, oh, clip. One more thing. Yeah. So in our plaza there. They're building an ABC store. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, I told him a while ago. He doesn't really listen when I speak to him. You're right. I don't remember you saying that. Yeah. Because yeah, I asked. Oh, I'm really intri- intrigued on what's going to happen with the tailgate lot there. I Can don't think drink? it'll be open for tailgate. I mean, you could always drink in that tailgate lot. That, what, I mean, with the alcohol store open right there? I don't know that they'll be open for this upcoming season. I think well, yeah, it's they're gonna probably, be done by December. I think. I think it's probably winter. Yeah. Gotcha. But there will be a Dollar Tree in there. You can go in and and get some ice man they're, they're almost open oh, so they're doing yeah. like a duo thing yep yeah that's I awesome. thought the harris theater was massive to be yeah just a liquor store yeah mm. so it's good we got some business coming back to that uh to that shopping yeah. plaza go check out the nice. greenville aquarium right there as well the what <laughs> the greenville <laughs> didn't they used to have some over there surely like fish or something was it an aquarium or was it just is that real uh, i don't remember that we'll, we'll run with it yeah the greenville aquarium famously, that corner. <laughs> famously on 14 it was right there by wings over greenville i swear um i don't i don't recall seeing one anybody remember greenville that aquarium. from back in the day i remember a commercial is it where universe it sounds like or? you made it up uh, it does right now, but somebody will confirm. Maybe China right? King had a fish tank in their in their <laughs> lobby. I don't know. Is that what he thought was? Uh, okay, I got to find this thing now. It's gonna bother me. All right, it thanks. should bother you because if Probably you made that was. up, that's that's strange. Thanks, uh, Aj. You're welcome. All right, we'll take a break. Come back. More to go. Pirate Radio Live. Morgan Aylers joins us. If anybody remembers some kind of fish store, I swear it was the Greenville Aquarium because I remember an old TV commercial as well. Greenville Aquarium. Um, please, please let me know where that was, what it was called, and uh, and where it is today. I'd love to go. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. After this, we got a brand new game, and it's called the Bird. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? We'll keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Jack on YouTube says, are we, are we now Power 5? Well... 
Mike Oresco would tell you there is no Power Five, but if there is a Power Five, we would be a Power Five. But there's not one. But we are. But there's not one. Uh, the Pac-12, I guess, will still remain in name. I mean, it, they have to. I mean, what's going to happen to to Washington State, Oregon State, Cal, Stanford? Who's left? I've seen some Cal, Stanford potentially to the big 10 to go ahead and make that a nice big round easy number 20 the big 20 uh there in the big 10 but uh yeah the aac where is the aac i mean in the grant unfortunately it doesn't matter to the big wigs to the tv folks to the the college football world we are we have to make our own name at east carolina regardless of what conference we're in we just got to win games and get noted that way because all the stuff about all I, I hate the conference pride stuff like just because cincinnati had a good year that that means like east carolina had a good year no like cincinnati had a good year yeah like if east carolina has a good year south florida can't take credit for that they didn't do anything we did the work so i hate that just because a school in your conference does good, that means the conference is good. No. It means that one collection of players and coaches had a good year. Tulane was great last year. Had nothing to do with us. We lost to Tulane. I don't know. I you, agree. What do you got, Joey? Anything? Uh, no, I was looking up the schools for the Pac-12. Um, Who's left? So, didn't Colorado make a move somewhere? I'm pretty sure they did. Or they're attempting to. Yeah, they're going Big 12. Okay, they're going there. Yep. So what else? We got Washington, Washington State, Oregon. So Washington State, still remaining. Washington. Yeah, they're gone. What about Utah? Utah is on the way out, uh, but currently in, kind of. San Diego State. Wait, what? They're in the Mountain West. Oh. What are you looking at? Oh, this is not a good one. <laughs> All right. Back. Oh, I, here we go. Pac-12. There we go. The standings. So, USC, we know we're uh, out. Yeah, they're out. Utah, out. Out-ish. Washington. Out. Oregon. Out. Oregon State. In. UCLA. Out. Washington State. In. Arizona. Out. Cal. In-ish. Arizona State. Out. It, halfway out the door. Stanford. In. Colorado. Out. Wow. So there's like four? <laughs> like <laughs> They're soon going to be just called the duo. Like There's going to be two teams left and they're just going to battle and, out. And they play all year. That'd be kind of cool. Like a best of uh, seven series. But you would need like, <laughs> good schools to watch. If and it was the, just going to be Stanford and... No, it's Washington State, Oregon State. They play every week. And then the Pac-12 championship is, is Oregon State, Washington That's State. Awful. Winner goes to the Rose Bowl. I guess that would be fun for their fans just to see, like, <laughs> oh, well, you know, we're at your house this time. Like, I you, yeah, I mean, can you imagine breaking it down like post game show? Like, man, we were awful today, but next week when we play this same team, here's what we got to do. Yeah. You're just like repeating the whole thing over and over again. I mean, don't get me wrong, the in state rivalries, I like them a lot more if like they were as big as it is in North Carolina in the sense of we have so many schools, like, we could make a conference. Jack says, can we absorb the remainders and be the Pac American? it wouldn't shock me man with how stupid everything is hey clip would you like a slight deviation from your conversation with an update uh yes quickly then i need to get to morgan aylers 
Uh, I just got a direct message from an Anita Rish Hodgkins, and she says Greenville Aquarium was in the Harris Teeter Shopping Center on the corner of Charles and 14. Boom! (laughs) Anita! Anita! Anita, apology from Ryan Malley. Anita, thank you. Man, that feels good. I knew it. I knew it. I remember the uh, commercial. Um, I did ask, do you roughly remember the decade, but I did not get an answer yet. So. By the way, my burner account name is Anita. What'd you say it was? Rich, <laughs> that, that was Rich. me. That was shot. that you? No, no. But, uh, but yeah. I mean, I really wouldn't put it past you. But. It was uh, it was there, man. I'm telling you. Thank you, Anita. All right. We got to get to Morgan Aylers. Let's head out to the Pirate Radio live line to the voice of Dottie Ficklin Stadium and Menji's Coliseum. Morgan, how you doing today, man? Clipper, what's going on, my friend? It's football season. We had a game last night. And I watched that game, and I was somewhat entertained. It was uh, a little boring at times, a little ugly at times, but it was football and uh, the Cleveland Browns coming back to beat the Jets last night. And as I was watching uh, DTR, the former UCLA quarterback, uh, put up some highlight plays, I I was thinking about, hey, other rookies are going to get their shot to do the same thing he did last night. And uh, one guy we hope uh, can do that is Holden Aylers with the Seattle Seahawks. And we are, what, less than a week away from uh, them getting underway in the preseason. Yeah, they actually have their fan day today at Lumen Field, which is kind of cool. They'll have a scrimmage out there, a little inter-squad scrimmage, and meet the fans. They call them the 12s in Seattle and uh, the 12th man. And, uh, you know, they'll get after it, and then they play next Thursday night, I think 10 o'clock Eastern, against Minnesota. So Holton and Blake will get to see each other, Blake Prohl. Saw Blake have a highlight catch this week in training camp as he has had the injury bug pretty bad uh, since going uh, to the professional football route. But the Vikings have stuck with him and hopefully we'll get to see him make some plays on the field. Looking forward to seeing what Isaiah Winstead can do in San Francisco. I know he had a little ankle deal this week, but uh, his father, actually, Michael Winstead, is a Pirate Radio Live watcher and listener and uh, said yesterday that uh, Isaiah was doing good. So we're pulling for him. Him, Ryan Jones, Keaton Mitchell, and I uh, got a few guys to uh, to follow out there, Morgan. Yeah, they, you know they're they're all trying to make their name for themselves and, and get a spot either on the roster or the practice squad and uh, get a chance to live their dream out. And hopefully, all of them make it and they all have a good chance. Morgan, uh, big news going on currently, and uh, I hate it. I hate talking about it. I hate it in general. Uh, conference realignment. It's uh, its not good for the sport, certainly not good for the fans, uh, but it is the reality and some massive moves going on, including Oregon and Washington finalizing a deal to join the Big Ten. You'll see Arizona join the Big 12. Does uh, Utah and Arizona State follow them out the door? And if so, what does the Pac-12 do? And really, I, I, I'm not interested in any of this stuff, Morgan. I, I'm, I hate it, but I I am kind of fascinated to see what happens with the ACC and if a Florida State or Clemson does jump, what happens from there. We've already seen seismic shifts with Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC and USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten, but 
hadn't really uh, hit us here over here on our side of the state much, but if a Clemson and Florida State, because then what does North Carolina do? That's when it gets really fascinating, but man, just kind of tough to see. It kind of stinks to see all this, uh, all the rivalries being lost and everything we knew about conferences and college sports uh, changing. Yeah, you know, how many teams does the Big Ten have? How many teams now does the Big 12 have? It's a bunch. It's not 10 and it's not 12. It's not close to those numbers, yeah. No. Uh, you know, the guy that you got to feel bad for is the, the, the Pac-12 commissioner and their office are going like, huh, you know, who do we get? Do we stay Do we keep, stay a conference? You know, it's uh, it, it's it's follow, it's show me the money and follow the money trail, and that's where they're going. They're making the best deals for themselves, and if you're a university, you almost have to do that. I know. If you're approached like that, because financially, you, you can't say no to it. Oh, I mean, if it happens to ECU, yeah, you're taking it. You're taking the money. You're taking the glitz. You're taking whatever. But and it's good for it would be good for them. It would be good for us uh, at East Carolina. But again, bad overall for the uh, the sport. I think. Yeah, it's. Uh... You know, went through it really big time a few years back, and then with uh, Texas and Oklahoma jumping, and some of the other schools from the AAC going to the Big 12, Big 10, whatever it is. Uh, you know, it's it's one of these things that if you're a, a pure football fan, I can remember when Maryland left yeah. the ACC, and growing up as a kid, you could always watch the ACC basketball game of the week on Saturday. In Maryland, you know, you had some great players come through there, and uh, Keith Gatlin out of D.H. Conley. You had, you know, a lot of great players. And now I can't remember the last time I watched a Maryland basketball game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good point. And, uh, I mean, you're a little older than me, Morgan, but, like, I remember Florida State joining the ACC at the time was pretty radical, and then later Miami and Virginia Tech and BC had kind of gotten out of hand then. But, you know, and uh, I remember Sam Cassell and Bob Sura and that group uh, joined the ACC, yep. which they did it for a football reason, and then Bobby Bowden had it rolling, but uh, they were pretty good in hoops back then, too. Yeah, they were. They, uh, you know, it was fun. they were fun to watch. And, you know, I remember when Florida State joined the ACC – Everybody in the the traditional ACC fan hated Florida State because they didn't lose. You know, I think they, I think it was Virginia Tech that finally knocked them off. No, uh, Virginia, Virginia beat them at home. I remember. Excuse me, you're right. Yeah. it was Virginia, and everybody was just like, "Whew, they can be beat." You know, then they had their ups and downs, and they're not the Florida State they were. But college football is not what it was either. Morgan, do you remember and some uh, fans and and pirates a little older than me? bring up a the idea of a metro conference in the early 90s um it said so you would have south carolina louisville florida state virginia tech memphis state at the time i'm reading an article from 1990 cincinnati tulane southern miss so kind of a mix there of acc old uh, conference usa american whatever it said uh new members would be west virginia pittsburgh syracuse east carolina rutgers temple boston college um, and this was pretty close to being a thing, right? I think it was, but I think basically it came down to money again. Yeah, I think some of the, if, if I remember, and I might be wrong, but I think some of the quote unquote bigger name schools wanted more piece of the pie than the East Carolinas of the world, right? Going into that conference, and I think that's what ultimately doomed it. And uh, the television market as well in the early nineties just wasn't it wasn't what it is right now 
where you can watch on, you know, the other day I subscribed to the NFL Plus Network. You know, I can watch every game, on my out-of-market game on my phone. You know, now it's just a totally different world as far as streaming and television market and, you know, rights and that kind of thing. So I think that's ultimately what did the Metro in, yeah. Right, and uh, kind of crazy that East Carolina was almost involved in the first Super Conference, and now we're seeing them all across uh, the college landscape. Well, Morgan, uh, I, I'm more of a fan of what happens on the field, so uh, excited East Carolina is back at practice, and we'll be out there on Saturday talking to Mike Houston and I believe some of the players as well, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but Mason Garcia, Alex Flynn taking their snaps this week, and Mike Houston talked about them after day one of practice, and he was asked by Brian North, you know, what, what has Alex Flynn done specifically to put himself in the discussion? Because it kind of seemed like Mason Garcia was the QB in waiting and, and ready to be the guy. And he talked about Flynn's buy-in and his leadership. And he said not that he was, you know, not locked in his previous years, but he said last year he really took a step up, became more confident, more vocal, and, you know, maybe uh, maybe getting some of that from the former starting quarterback, Holden Aylers. But Mike Houston's happy uh, with both of his guys right now. And, again, he's not willing to name a starter yet. He, he called it a battle uh, when he talked to us on Tuesday. Well, I think with both of those guys, you know, they, they, they spent a lot of time not to saying that, you know, I thought Holden did a good job of leading, you know, with his leadership qualities while he was here. That's not just me being the dad, but, you know, no. somebody's followed football for a long time. and. You know, he's always sort of done that. And I see these other guys, see, you can't be a quarterback in college football or the NFL and not be a vocal leader. It, do, it just doesn't work because you're the guy that's in the huddle. You have to take command of the huddle. You have to, you know, make sure every guy is lined up. When they're not, you got to bring them in line. And whether they're lined up properly or in motion, you know, and that happens. That happens every game. It probably happens on every series because you might miss a signal, that kind of thing. And uh, both Alex and Mason, I think, saw that, and, and now it's their time, and they realize it's their time. And Alex, you know, he's, you, know you look at him this year versus the last couple years physically, uh, you know, it looks like he's bulked up a little bit, a little bit stronger. And uh, Mason, you know, always a uh, big, strong, athletic guy. And, you know, it's going to be fun to watch. And I think, uh, you know, again, it wouldn't shock me to see Mason start against, uh, against Michigan. But it wouldn't shock me either to see Alex get in there, you know, and, and have a shot at it too. Yeah, could see both guys getting action here in this 2023 East Carolina football season, uh, which we are less than a month away from East Carolina and Michigan in the big house. Morgan Ayler's joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line. Morgan uh, talked to uh, Reggie Williams for the first time on Wednesday, had him in studio, and uh, the former NBA. Or I, I didn't realize uh, how about the company he's in. So he led. Division one in scoring two straight years at VMI. The only other players to do that in history, Pistol Pete Maravich and the big O Oscar Robertson. I told him like that would be top of my resume on my business card. I would tell everybody that. That's about as good as company you can have in basketball. Yeah, he uh he was a good player and uh, like you said, the stats like that are pretty impressive. And East Carolina's fortunate to have him on the staff and uh I'm excited to see what this basketball team's gonna be about this year. I'm a- 
soon as practice gets going, go over there and watch a few, and I'll give you some inside scoop. Yeah, I want to hear uh, Morgan Ayler's outlook on the season because uh, Reggie got me excited the other day. Cy Seymour always gets us excited. I talked to him a couple weeks ago, Morgan. So talking a little hoops here as we gear up for football. Morgan, did you see uh, Jim Zoki going to be the interim uh, play-by-play voice for ECU football? Heard him over the years uh, with the Carolina Panthers. So if you, you <laughs> the debacle that happened last week, uh, it's nice that they could at least bring in somebody with uh, his experience, his voice, and hopefully making uh, a little chicken salad here uh, as East Carolina. Yeah, uh, you know, obviously been around the NFL for a long time, along with some other college athletics places, and it's going to be uh, interesting with his travel schedule, you know, with the Panthers on Sunday and then the Pirates on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure if I'm Jim Zoki, I've negotiated a, a pretty sweet deal. Hey, you pick me up at this airport and you fly me there, fly me back, and boom, I'm done, you know? So, We've seen some I, announcers I, do the I, double dip. That's what I would say. That's what I would want. Yeah, yeah, I'm but sure. Uh, it, would, it would have been very tough to, to bring in somebody, you know, three weeks away from your opening game, and then the other school that you bring somebody in from, then they're scrambling to try to find somebody. Yeah. I think they probably did the right thing. Morgan Ayler's joining us. Morgan, we'll let you get to work. Thanks for joining us today, man. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Can't wait to watch some Seattle Seahawks football. I don't think I've ever said that phrase before, but I'll be checking them out next week. I don't think I've ever said it either. Me too. (laughs) Morgan, see you, man. All right, buddy. Morgan Ayler's joining us today on Pirate Radio Live, uh, less than a week away from Holden Ayler's, uh, hopefully making his pro debut with the Seahawks. We'll take a break, come back, wrap up Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live, and coming up Hour 3, we will talk to Adler Augustine, head volleyball coach at East Carolina. First time we're going to get a chance to have him on the program, so excited about that. We'll uh, get you ready for uh, another year of Pirate Volleyball. Also, Mark Greenhill's Golf Shop Radio Show and a great giveaway uh, coming up Hour 3. We'll wrap up Hour 2 after this. listening to hour two of pirate radio live this hour is brought to you by country mart country mart is open every day and has two locations in bethel on highway 11 and in stokes and highway 903 country mart fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline now back to the show welcome back christie's euro pub is the perfect place to relax grab a bite and enjoy a drink Located in the heart of Greenville and just a few blocks from ECU's campus, Christie's offers lunch, dinner, and late night with live music every Sunday. Come and have lunch Monday through Friday from 11 to 3 or Saturdays and Sundays from 11 to 4. For the latest information, check Christie's out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram or christieseuropub.com. Scratch cooking takes time, so relax and enjoy a pint today at Christie's Europub. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, uh, Shirley, we'll take a look at the Buccaneer Music Hall leaderboard presented by Dubuck. Dubuck. And we're going to Greenbrier. We're going Live. And if I'm bringing up the Live Golf Tour, that means Harold Varner III must be doing well. He is one shot back of the lead, uh, one shot back of Matthew Wolf as they play 
at uh greenbrier so that is going on currently and hv3 has three holes left today trying to make up one more shot and uh tie for the lead there so uh, good luck tie? to tie to uh hv3 who is playing there on the live tour uh let's see as the conference i have let's, i gotta uh, hold oh, on go i've got I'm trying to figure out who this guy is. Jason Shear, co-host of Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I don't know how reliable he is, but he says Utah is expected to be accepted into the Big 12 as soon as tonight. Announcement could come within the next 48 hours. So Arizona bounced to the Big 12. There's a thought that Arizona State and Utah could be following them out, which Joey and I just went over the teams left in the pack, whatever. And if they leave, I mean, we'll be down to like five or six at that point, I guess. And, ah, man, very, very interesting days ahead when it comes to conferences. All right, what do you got, Charlie? Well, um, I know that you like to do a recurring segment uh, called Did You See? Yes, please, because uh, I don't see everything. So tell me what I missed, Okay, perhaps. first of all, did you see Alec Burleson's eighth home run of the season? A monster shot. He's getting into, hot. Yeah, he's really getting hot. He went three for four uh, last night uh, in a five, I think it was a five to three loss to uh, the Twins. So that's one. Also, did you see, because we talked about it yesterday when Michael was here, uh, Diana Taurasi hit her 10,000th point and becomes the first and only uh, WNBA player in history to uh, surpass that mark. And she is over the age of 40. There was only one other uh, ball player that ever did that over past the age of 40. And that would be one Michael Jordan. Wasn't it? So wasn't it like a forty-point game at the uh-huh. age of forty? Yes. Yeah. Her and Michael Jordan the are only the players. only two athletes yeah. that have ever done it. Uh, so uh, is she the W goat? I have to say yes. I, I put Diana and Sue Bird side by side just because of the dominance that both of them had uh, in the stretch that they had. But if you're going by just strictly points and uh, dominating the position uh, you have to go with diana tarasi i'm gonna be the old man and i never even saw her play but just a little old man radio here cheryl miller is the good uh, yeah. uh i mean there was no wnba when there she was, was around no, you're right what about would she that have done she, in the wnba it, she would have dominated that and yeah. you know i always i was always a uh, a big cheryl swoops fan um, i said cheryl miller I know. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm just okay. saying in the WNBA. Cheryl Swoops, Texas Tech, Houston yes, Comets. Um, but come at me. <laughs> um, but I have to say that uh, when you're talking about the last, you know, 15 years or so, you gotta you gotta go with D. Skip, what's up, Skip? He says the Americans should get the Pac-12's leftovers. East Carolina at Oregon State. Get hyped up. Washington State, come into Greenville. Get hyped up. Well, I don't know. We complained. I say we. The fan base, I know, has complained about, oh, we don't have enough regional, you know, rivalries. Oh, it's too expensive to fly to, you know, point B. Now you're talking about taking those schools into our conference and doing those things. 
that we didn't want to do in the first place well, some do some don't it's uh it's a crazy it's a crazy situation we got to take a break because we got to talk some east carolina volleyball when we return adler augustine the head coach of the uh, pirates will join us in the pirate radio studios we'll get to know him talk about uh his career and get to know this 2023 ECU volleyball team about to take the court later this month. That is on the way. Hour three on tap. Pirate Radio Live back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Tiebreakers in Greenville at Bells Fork and in downtown Winterville on Railroad Street. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Alrighty, back with you. Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. Still to come on today's show. We'll talk to Mark Greenhouse Golf Shop Radio Show. Get an update on his Clemson Tigers in this conference realignment world, but also see what's going on at the Wyndham as they're playing golf in uh, Greensboro this weekend. Also, great giveaway for you. We've got eight noonshines and also uh, 15 aluminum bottles of Bud Light coming your way later on this hour as well. Right now, we will talk some ECU volleyball with the head coach of the Pirates, Adler Augustine, joining us inside the Pirate Radio studios. And Coach, great to meet you. Appreciate you coming down today. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's awesome. Yeah, and uh, hopefully you can. Hopefully the rain will stop by the time this interview's over because it got a little messy out there when you showed up. So <laughs> you can hang out here as long as you want, Coach. Awesome. Uh, so uh, we'll get to know you a little bit before we talk about this team and uh, people get into different sports uh, when they're growing up uh, in baseball, basketball, football, hockey, whatever. Why volleyball for you? Where did that begin in your life? That it, uh, I was probably eight, nine. Um, totally by, I guess, mistakes by chance. Played soccer a lot, basketball. Um, just kind of saw some friends doing it and just kind of, hey, yeah, let's try it. Let's see what it looks like. Um, and I really got into it because I lost. I'm super ah. competitive. And um, they made fun of me because I wasn't good at it. And uh, basically, I wanted to win. So I, was, I said, hey, I'm going to practice just so I could beat my friends. That was it. <laughs> and then uh, from there, I, I kind of fell in love with it and then kept going. That's awesome. Uh, so how about your, your playing career? How, what, where did you play? Yeah, growing up, since I lived in Haiti, um, growing up playing there, uh, played high school club, uh, played a little bit on the uh, national team. Um, juniors Uh, but then I moved back to the states um, but uh, then went to the University of Texas where I played on the club team and I I mentioned uh, this off the air with you your your story and it took a while for you to tell me all the locations you've lived I told you I've lived on almost the same road my entire life (laughs) Uh, different experiences but uh, you have really uh, you've traveled quite a bit in your uh, your 40 years right yeah um, lived all up and down the east coast never was never in uh, in the Carolinas but uh, it's a beautiful place. I like being here. 
how did you uh kind of get from texas to greenville north carolina what was that like uh well that was interesting it was doing covid so that alone was uh a task within itself but uh you know didn't uh plan on coming uh got the call um the um ecu was looking for a coach um it had a previous uh relationship with uh with rad uh, with john uh gilbert um gave me a call uh thought uh i'd be a good fit uh came and uh checked out the place and, and really fell in love with it it seems like everybody that's from greenville uh super supportive uh, and live here or either left and came back. So that tells you that it's a great place to be. So if people are leaving and, and willing to come back and, and raise families, so it's a, it's an awesome place. We talk a lot about that. We have a lot of coaches that came in and kind of either, like you said, either finished their career and stayed here or left and came back. In fact, I saw uh, Jason Hamilton, Shirley, the old uh, women's soccer coach, I believe went out to Notre Dame saw he was announcing uh, he was going to retire and come back and live in Greenville. It's a great example of that, Coach, that uh, for whatever reason, people do love this community. No, it's awesome. Uh, the fact that people do that just tells you a lot about the community. Uh, they're super supportive. And I guess you've kind of been a chameleon over the years, adjusting to where you've been with so many places. So how about adjusting to Eastern North Carolina? How have you enjoyed your time in Greenville so uh, far? I love the I love my time here. Uh, the only thing, I wish it didn't rain as much, but uh, <laughs> beyond that, luckily we're in indoor sport too, so it doesn't uh, hurt me too much. Yeah, and I guess Texas, you're used to the heat, so does yes. that not bother you that much? Uh, no, the heat here is a lot better than Texas. Hmm. It's uh, triple digits there over the summer, so um, when people say it's hot here i kind of i kind of laugh a little bit but it's, it's great <laughs> and uh, as always you can get the uh, ac rolling in mingies and you'll exactly. be just fine right all right so uh so how about let's go uh new conference so new teams coming in some some teams leaving what does that mean for for east carolina and the pecking order in this new aac you know who are the the teams to beat maybe and, and where do you think your, your pirates stack up yeah uh super excited about this season we have uh, a lot of returners probably the first season we have this many returners um and then we have a great incoming class with uh with the new teams coming in it definitely changed the dynamics of the uh, the conference uh there's definitely some some great teams coming in like rice has been a, in, the, in the top 25 so they're going to be uh you know a solid team uh there's some other a lot of texas there's a lot of texas teams that are great so they're coming in but i think what, what we have coming back and um the, the younger kids i think we 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 stand a great chance we like our our chances i'm looking at the uh the roster coach and and seeing where some of these girls are from and uh i guess so you got some transfers here on the list so how has transfer portal uh played its way into college volleyball how much do you utilize that compared to the traditional high school recruiting uh no it plays a huge role uh, it really kind of depends uh, where you are um you know, uh, across the country and, and the location of your school. Some some schools benefit a lot more from it, just like in any other sport, based on your location or how well you've been doing in the past. Uh, but for us, uh, we definitely, um, you know, gotten some really good players out of it. And uh, so we kind of do the both. We we get some transfers and we got we got a lot of freshmen too. Uh, volleyball, like baseball, basketball, any other sport. Uh, I got a lot of friends that say, uh, "Yeah, I'm going away this weekend." Girls got a volleyball tournament with her team down in Florida, or whatever. So there's all these different clubs and uh, and leagues and tournaments and things like that. How about kind of the state of of youth volleyball? Uh, around here and around the country, uh, how, how do you feel about that right oh, now? Oh, it's 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 big. It's uh, the fastest growing sport. 
Uh, I think it has surpassed uh, women basketball, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so a lot of kids are playing it. Uh, even boys volleyball is getting a lot more attention. Um, so it's great for us as coaches because we have a lot more uh, to choose from. But that also means we have to be out on the road a lot to, to see a lot more people. So Yeah, and how, how much are you going to those kind of, I guess, showcase events compared to high schools? Like, How do you kind of split your time between all that? What do you focus on? Yeah, we're, we're usually more in the in the club scene uh, just because, one, uh, when you go to a high school game, you're probably going to see one person at a time. Um, when you go to the showcase or big tournaments, you know, there's at least 50, 60 courts in one area, right? So you get to see a lot more, but um, you're there for three or four days at a time. Um, so it's a, it's a little bit easier to do that. Uh, and also the girls' uh, high school season is during our season. So we're managing our own team. So we have less time to, to go to a high school game. What do you, this is a, a very broad question, but when you're watching a player that you think can grow into a great college player, what do you, what do you identify? What are you looking for uh, in that player? Well, it really kind of depends on, on the position uh, first and foremost, but uh, what you're definitely looking for maybe some size, athleticism for sure, and then how well they play their position, or if you think maybe they should change positions if once you get them. But definitely, like height matters uh, at times. Or if you're not as tall, then you definitely have to be super athletic, and then uh, the skill set that you have. Talk about like in, in basketball, teams getting off a bus, and you see a bunch of six eight to seven foot guys, and you're like, man, this team looks the part. I remember when like. Uh, when I was doing PA and SMU would roll in, and I don't know, everything's bigger in Texas, they say, and everybody, every girl is tall. East Carolina, and I'm talking five, six years ago now, kind of, kind of shorter, but but spunky, and I had the energy, but man, the height. So how how much height do you have on this team? Are you happy uh, yeah. in that department? We're, we're definitely happy. Um, we have some height where we think we need it. Um, so our, in the middle and the right, we're six one, six three, somewhere in there. Uh, on the left. Side, we're not as big, but they're skilled um, to where we don't really need the height. We're a lot more skilled and we're a lot more dynamic. And then there's other positions. We definitely are a lot bigger. Who are uh, some of the key members of the team you're going to be counting on this year? Oh, man. Uh, we got Angeles is coming back, so we're excited about that. Uh, she was freshman of the year last year. Um, great, great skill. Um, I joke um, uh, about it because in the spring, she was just kind of like doing her, her thing and not, not jumping off the page. And I saw her like um, just kind of uh, in some camps, and, and she was just doing some amazing things. Um, she, so she seems to be in, uh, ready to go. Um, then we have Izzy, uh, who's coming back. She was probably the 10th best scorer. Uh, and then they were both pretty much freshmen. So when you have a young squad that um, your, your leading scorers were that young, and they were top. One was third in the conference, the other one was 10th in scoring. Um, with everybody graduating, if we just looked at the numbers, they'll be, they're one and two, right? So you have uh, two of the scores on your on the same team, so that, that helps. Our setters are back, um, so they're gonna be dishing the ball, so that's awesome. So yeah, with those fours and obviously everybody else um, around them, it's gonna be exciting. I, I, it's uh, it's great to see like uh, you know basketball is a layup line, but the warm ups for a game and it's it's dig set spike nice. dig set spike a lot of repetition. Like what what do these girls do in the off season? What do you ask them to do? Want them to do to improve their individual volleyball games? Yeah, they do a lot. I actually um, we kind of kind of set the standard. 
um, and the, they do a ton of stuff. And and I will walk by the gym, and you can hear the balls. Right? <laughs> or um, you know, we'll be on the phone, and the hey, I gotta go. I, I, I'm gonna go do some extra reps, right? So they're they're lifting in the summer. Um, they're running, conditioning. Uh, they go in the gym uh, by themselves, whether with a teammate or you know two at a time, or they play. They actually play a lot, or they just kind of train uh, themselves. We kind of they kind of know what to do, uh, and then uh, if they you know sometimes they'll ask for some drills and we just kind of get and they kind of run themselves but uh, yeah. they want to they want to win so that's awesome so they they make sure they stay ready to go talk about youth on the team do you do you have some leaders that when coach is not around can kind of rally the the girls and yeah, get things I, done I, I think both of our setters do a good job uh Peyton and, and Juliana I think they're a little bit on the older side um senior and, and freshman uh sorry senior and junior um so they they've been around they've seen what it means to win so uh, they definitely rally the troops. You mentioned the weight room. Anything specific to volleyball that uh, that they work on that maybe you don't focus on in other sports? Like, what are the key things there in the weight room? Uh, I think they, it's pretty much the same, right? Okay. So probably uh, a combination between uh, baseball and, and I would say basketball. They, they need the explosiveness um, that you see in uh, certain basketball players. I, I would venture to say our, our players, most volleyball players, tend to be a little bit more dynamic off the floor because for example we got kids on our team that can jump and touch 10 5 10 6 that's six five six inches higher than the basketball room so technically if we gave them a, a tennis ball i think they could dunk it for sure. <laughs> uh, and they're girls right so they're definitely dynamic off the floor and then when i say baseball uh, the arm swing is the same when you're pitching uh, so for them to hit hard, they have to be able to jump like you know super dynamically, and then um, have that whip of an arm, kind of like a baseball pitcher. Coach, I remember uh, this is well before your time, but before the the practice facility out there, we were uh, there was basketball players standing in the lobby and waiting for volleyball to finish practice <laughs> in Menjis. And uh, but how about as far as taking care of your program and kind of getting your own time, your own space. Uh, how, how's that for the, the team? No, it's, it's awesome. Having uh, those practice facilities definitely alleviate um, some stress of that, you know, hey, we got to get off or uh, the other team needs it. Uh, so uh, having uh, those extra space uh, definitely helps and also gives us more opportunities to practice at the times that we want versus you having one gym and you got to make sure you know you have a limited time but with uh, multiple gyms we we get the the times that we want especially with classes things like that so yeah it's working off great adler augustine joining us head volleyball coach at ecu i'm a braves fan coach and earlier today i saw they retweeted a tweet from the atlanta vibe and i was like what's the atlanta vibe looked at it so this is a uh, a new professional volleyball team and I'm curious, how many opportunities are there for girls if they want to continue playing volleyball after their college careers? It's, it's a little bit like uh, women's basketball, like uh, in terms of like uh, there's way more leagues overseas right. um, to uh, – so that's the thing. A lot, a lot of girls were going overseas if they wanted to play uh, professionally. Um, what are the most popular countries where uh, they popular go? countries would be um, Europe, uh, anywhere in Europe, like Italy, um, Spain, gotcha. uh, Puerto Rico. 
and things like that or anywhere in, in the Asian countries like uh, China, uh, Taiwan. But I think with uh, there's a couple of new pro leagues that are starting uh, in America. So that's exciting that uh, if a young lady wants to stay home or closer to home, uh, she doesn't have to you know cross the, the ocean to, to continue her career. Uh, we had assistant basketball coach Reggie Williams on Wednesday, and he said he's put down the basketball. He had a pickleball game coming up later that day. <laughs> so how much volleyball do you still play? And uh, if not, what other sports are you, you into now? Uh, I don't really play that much. Uh, I try to play in the spring, in our off season with, uh, with the girls. Um, they kind of laugh. Uh, <laughs> right? so I, um, and, but it's funny because um, if, I do so, if I make a mistake, the same things I tell them, they try to yell it back at me. So it's, it's pretty awesome to see so i do tell them so you guys are listening to me right <laughs> that is good <laughs> find a positive yeah, in that, yeah. Right? so you guys are listening but no I, I don't really play uh too much of anything really i just work out now because um, i feel like if i do something too crazy i might pull, pull something <laughs> and it gonna be bad so i try to keep uh keep it steady i hear you every now and then you go relive the glory days yeah, out there yeah. though okay cool <laughs> adler augustine joining us uh so coach you hadn't talked about the schedule yet you got a exhibition game game coming up soon uh, before you get underway with the regular season and that'll be against elon on august the 17th inside of mengees at six and then you'll hit the road uh for georgia for a tournament uh the bash in the borough with unc greensboro georgia southern home opener august 31st so still some time to go before you get to all that what do you want to accomplish with your team uh, before we get to mid and, and late august yeah it's uh we, we start practice on tuesday um, so report dates Monday. So it's coming up. So we've been uh, in the office as uh, as coaches uh, preparing for it. Um, so we just finished talking about what we want to see. So some some major things is definitely our offense. Um, seeing that how much points we can score uh, by ourselves, and how fast can we go? We're, we're trying to be dynamic. We're trying to be the one of the fastest teams to play uh, in our conference. Uh, and then uh, we want to control the net with with our size and our block. I thought last year we did a good job of that. Uh, blocking wise but we we need to pick up offensively and i think we have the the pieces now to do all the things that we want to do and we're capable of doing so um yeah we're, we're excited to to on that exhibition night hopefully everybody can come out august 17th uh, versus elon is there a uh, conditioning test for your girls they got to pass or? no 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 they've been here all summer so they've been uh, doing their work doing their work uh, <laughs> plus I, I always think like even if there was right if they didn't pass they're still on the team right so it's not like so let's not pretend like if uh, they pass we're gonna kick them kick them off so there you go i like your, your way of thinking kind of common sense yeah, there coach yeah, it's, it's, uh, what uh, what are you, uh, your thoughts on like beach volleyball? I know that's like popular. That's uh, some colleges have teams, yeah. right? So how about that part of the sport? Yeah, I, I mean, uh, I played a little bit uh, just for fun, but it's an awesome sport, right? And I think a lot of uh, it gives more opportunities for sure. I know some colleges, uh, some girls play both. Some girls only play one or the other, but it gives uh, more opportunities uh, for young women to to play sports in college. And also, I think some players are gravitating towards it. A 
little bit more because you're playing all the time, right? It's only two of you, so you're gonna touch the ball versus a team of NL 15, and maybe you're you're not starting. But if it's on you and your partner, so you're always playing. So I think um, some girls are uh, choosing that a little bit more because they want to be out um, contributing on the court. Well, hopefully, folks will come out this season and uh, make Minji's uh, a rocking place. It gets loud in there, and I, I was talking to Coach. Uh, told uh, I've done a lot of PA in the past. Shirley Rhodes has as well, so you might see us there at the table. Uh, and it is a fun sport to witness, especially that up close, because it's very fast-paced, not a lot of downtime, and uh, just an enjoyable sport to watch. Yeah, it is. Um, if you like um, dynamics uh, action, super fast, so like you said, not a lot of downtime. Uh, the points move uh, pretty fast before you know you may be up by five or down by five. So um, I think uh, people definitely enjoy uh, for that reason and we want to see the, the athletes out there having fun and also caring and passionate and i don't know if there's a sport that comes close to volleyball because after every point there's a celebration there's a there's cla- there's a high fives like everybody's excited so uh it, it's, it's fun to go out there and see that yeah it definitely is um so they get to come in together and, and celebrate each point yeah whether um and also it's unique right to even when you make a mistake the other team gets to celebrate your mistake and, and they get a point so every time the ball's put in place someone's scoring there you go coach uh great to meet you and uh, thanks for hanging out we look forward to seeing you in Minji's this season yeah for sure thanks for having me the Ad- pirates yes sir adler augustine joining us inside the pirate radio studios we'll take a break come back talk a little golf mark greenhelge more conference expansion talk and still to come a great giveaway on a free beer friday got some noonshine i'm yet to try this you ever had noonshine coach no yeah that, uh, we got the hard lemon ice and the fruit punch variety today also some bud light for you more to go pirate radio live back with you after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Country Mart has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years and is your premier country store serving the best cheese biscuits and country food around. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. And both locations are the top or top of the line fuel stations serving shell gas, including 93 ethanol free high octane gas, which is the best for boat owners. Country Mart fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Joe, you ever heard of Nick Van Exel? Former point guard, Cincinnati, Lakers, other teams. I was wondering why he was trending. He uh, graduated today. He and Sauce Gardner graduated from Cincinnati. So there you go. That's cool. <laughs> they have a summer graduation? You need to know who Nick Van Exel is. I just want to say that. He's a guard, right? Point guard? Yeah. I think I, I think he might be on an all-time team somewhere in 2K. Is he right-handed or left-handed? Uh, I'm just going to throw it that he's a left-handed. He is. Way to go. Way to, way to go, <laughs> Joey. All right. We need to head out to the Pirate Radio lot. Welcome back, Chandler. Hey. Good how to you see doing? You. 
Feel free to jump in on this interview if you want. Sure, absolutely. All right. Can't wait to talk to Greeny. All right, here we go. Mark Greenhill's Golf Shop Radio Show joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Greeny, how you doing today, man? I'm doing great. Cliff, how are you doing? Doing good. Uh, brain is scrambling trying to keep up with who is in what conference now when it comes to college athletics as the Pac-12 is disintegrating before our eyes with Oregon and Washington on the move to the Big Ten, Arizona to the Big 12, maybe followed by Arizona State and Utah. And I'm a broken record. I say it all the time. I hate conference realignment. Don't think it's good for for the fans, for the sport. Uh, I still enjoy the games, but um, I am fascinated to see if it does, uh, you know, rear its ugly head in the ACC. And if so... The, the two you think about most are Clemson and Florida State. So, Greeny, uh, we'll, we'll put on your Tigers hat. How does this play out? Like, and, 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 and how has your opinion changed on it? Like, maybe two, three, five years ago, you say, well, Clemson's always going to be in the ACC. You know, how do you feel about that now and, and the likelihood that Clemson might bolt for another conference? I mean, I think they should, obviously, if, if this is what we're up against. I mean, my opinion about, I don't know, five, six, seven years ago was let's just do a complete realignment. Let's have four giant conferences, right? Let's have basically 64 teams where you have four conferences. You can have, you know, eight different, eight divisions inside of each of those four. So you basically have 16 teams, right? And you figure out a schedule and, and what happens at the end is you have, eight division champions that each play each other for a conference championship. And then those four basically are your final four battling it out for the national championship. To me, that makes the most sense instead of expanding playoffs and having bye weeks and, you know, people go to other stadiums and then using the bowl games, let's just make a conglomeration. Let's make it more like, you know, like a, like a professional sport because it pretty much already is. And, and let's just, figure out a way to do it and, and what makes sense and put these teams in there and ha- let's have at it. I mean, let's get the four best teams at the end playing for it. And if you need to roll teams out and roll teams, I mean, if you finish last in your division, maybe you go into some kind of uh, almost <laughs> like a Premier League soccer relegation yeah. tournament and other teams can come up and take you out. I would love for American sports to uh, to adopt the relegation model. Uh, obviously, as an East Carolina guy, our fans do not want that split to happen because I don't think that would be good for us at all. Uh, but it looks like that is where it might be heading, and uh, and who knows what this thing will look like at the end. That, that's my question. Like, what does it, when all the dust settles? What does college sports look like? And uh, unfortunately, it might be something like you uh, just suggested there. Yeah, well, I mean, like, you know, again, a team like East Carolina that has had success before has you know had tremendous success has put players in the NFL. I mean, it, it might give you the opportunity to make it easier, right? Ultimately, like I know initially it might be like, okay, we're not one of those 64 teams. But if you almost have the 1A type scenario and, and those final four teams from the 1A get to play, you know, four teams that get relegated. And then if you win certain games, now you're into that 64 and you're into that 64. And if you have success, you get to stay in that 64 and you can work your way up in that 64. Uh, to me, I think it actually gives some teams an opportunity to make their way in and, and make some headway. 
I, yeah, look, I love the again the relegation idea is fascinating to me and would be just uh, amazing drama and have people tuned in. I just don't, I don't know if uh, if we will ever go that route here in the states, but it is awesome uh, in the Premier League and in soccer leagues around the world. As our intern Joey comes in while we're talking a little soccer relegation here, Mark Greenheld's Golf Shop Radio Show joining us, uh, Greeny. Where where is the the move for Clemson? in Florida State. Like, I saw uh, uh, Clemson to the Big Ten. Like, I was always thinking SEC would be the move if they made a move, but uh, if the Tigers aren't in the ACC uh, and make that announcement in the next few months or a year or two or week or two, whatever, what conference do you think it will be for Clemson? I mean, you would obviously default to the SEC because there's been talk about SEC for a long time. Um, you know, beyond that, I don't know where you end up. I mean, the Big Ten, I mean, they're obviously getting a couple more teams, and that's going to you know, kind of stack them up a little bit. The SEC claims they're not taking anybody. I mean, all these conferences keep claiming they're not taking anybody else, but the, the conversations continue. I mean, Florida State's already aggravated the ACC in the media days by kind of making some noise and doing all that stuff. So you, you got to think that something's on the horizon. And, and I, I really feel like two years ago during pandemic time when everything was kind of in disarray that that was a perfect opportunity for, for all of these colleges and universities to almost step away and say, you know what, F- football is breaking away from the NCAA. We're going to do it ourselves. Mark Greenelge, Golf Shop Radio Show, uh, joining us as the world turns in uh, college athletics. Greeny, let's talk a little golf and uh, Wyndham Championship going on right now in Greensboro, North Carolina. And Greeny um, got, uh, let's see, as the recording of this conversation which is a few hours before it airs russell henley in the lead at 12 under lucas glover with the group there at 10 under what are the uh, the storylines you're following in the Wyndham this week well it's a it's a former relegation if you will <laughs> uh, the top 70 after sunday qualify for the fedex cup playoffs and they get to go to the fedex st june championship in memphis and then the, the, after that tournament, the low 50 get to go up to Illinois for the BMW. And then after that, the, the top 30 get to play in the tour championship down in Atlanta, Georgia. So, man, you got the storyline of, you know, guys like Lucas Glover having a great week, tied for second place right now. But he's only going from 112 to 72. He's on the outside looking in right now. And we talked about this a couple of times, Clip, is that you generally only see like two guys make it in. Right now, Adam Scott is going from 81 to 70. He is the only one that is currently slipping in. You got Justin Thomas, who is not only trying to make the FedEx Cup playoffs, but he's trying to really keep his Ryder Cup dreams alive. And it's funny, you have you have Adam Scott, you have uh, Shane Lowry, and you have uh, Justin Thomas all playing in the same group. Not one of them is already qualified for the playoffs. All three, all three are trying to make themselves uh, in right now, JT 79, Shane Lowry 76, and Adam Scott is 70. So that's really the storyline going in. And, and like I said, you might get a couple of guys, and that's about it. So you got to finish high. Greeny, um, Saul wanted to ask you about this. I saw it earlier in the week, and, and what does this mean? What is the reason for this? Uh, 
As I read the article from Mark Schlebach, uh, ESPN, it says, in a swift response to multiple players' complaints about the PGA Tour's lack of transparency, uh, transparency before its surprising alliance with the DP World Tour and Saudi Arabia's uh, public investment fund, uh, the PGA Tour added Tiger Woods as its sixth player director and made significant changes to its government governance structure on Tuesday. So, Greeny, can you explain this to me like I'm uh, a golf novice and like I'm 12? Well, there's been a player advisory council for a long time, and, you know, it's it's had a little bit more significance lately with people like Rory McIlroy and Adam Scott and some of the bigger names going on to this thing. And then all of a sudden this deal comes out, and really none of those guys knew much about it. So there was a, a complaint about transparency, and, you know, I, I get where – Jay Monahan and the tour came from. I mean, you did not want this information getting out because it would have created more questions on the front end and it would have made it harder. So I get why it was kept secret. Uh, I, I really don't like people like Ernie Els complaining that Jay Monahan would be out, you know, if, if he was back 10, 12 years ago. Because for me, still, Jay Monahan, you take everything out of it. And I still like what Rory McElroy said. You take all the emotion out of it, you take the person out, personal issues out of it, and you look at the long term impact that this could have and how much better the one tour can be, then I think it makes total sense. So from this standpoint, you got to think Tiger Woods hasn't said a whole lot. You got to feel like there were maybe some other backroom conversations going on where they were trying to bring Tiger into this, trying to change, trying to be more out front with people now that this this deal is in place and to have uh, some impact and some input into the decisions that go forward. You know, what does it mean for live guys that want to come back? I mean, you got Phil Mickelson saying, Hey, none of these guys want to come back. I guarantee you, most of those guys want to come back. Phil's just trying to protect the fact that he can actually make a lot of money out there and still not play all that good, except once every once a year. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out and what this schedule looks like going forward. I mean, you might see a 2024 schedule, and then a 2025 schedule that looks completely different and has a whole different concept to it. So we've got a lot to work on in the next six to 12 months. Good stuff, Greeny. Mark Greenhouse, Golf Shop Radio Show, joining us. Greeny, what's on tap for Saturday's show, uh, which folks can hear right here on Pirate Radio? Well, number one, I'll be back for the entire show after I was in Boone last week. Uh, we'll have Bill Bender of the Sporting News talk uh, leading up to college football. We'll probably talk a little bit about what you and I already talked about in conference realignment. We got Rex Hoggard, who's live from the Wyndham in Greensboro, North Carolina. And then we're going to do a little preview of the FedEx Cup playoffs as we talk to Joe Tomek, the director uh, for the FedEx St. Jude Classic. So lots of golf tomorrow. Greeny, enjoyed the chat as always. We will uh, talk to you again next Friday. Have a great show tomorrow. All right. Thanks a lot. Have a good one. Mark Greenell is joining us. I got one more question for Greeny. He's, he's gone. I got one more question for Greeny. He's gone. Oh. You missed your spot. You missed your chance. Get in next time. Try next week. All right. Shirley Rhodes. We got to give away a great prize here on a Friday. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. We got 15, a 15 pack of Folds of Honor Bud Light. We got two four packs of Noonshine and lunch for two at Tiebreakers. It can all be yours if you are lucky caller number 12. 
317-1250. Free Beer Friday. Brought to you by Bud Light every day, especially game day. It's better with a nice cold Bud Light. Pick up some Bud Light today at your favorite retailer. Bud Light, proudly distributed by Carolyn Eagle Distributing since 1989 and the official beer of the ECU Ports. 317-1250. Caller 12 is a winner. We're back after these words. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, it was another rough day for the stock market. The Dow closed out the week down 150 points at 35,065. The NASDAQ was down 50 at 13,909. The SP dropped. 23 points closed out the week at 4,478. That is your Wells Fargo Advisors stock market report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756 6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors LLC member SIPC. And congratulations to Bobby Swords, who was our big winner on our Free Beer Friday. Won a 15 pack of Folds of Honor Bud Light, two four packs of Noonshine, and lunch for two at Tiebreakers. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Lip. Bobby Swords. It's a cool name. Great name. Sword. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What a, he must be a pirate. He's a bird. He's a bird. And Liquid Swords, one of the best rap albums of the 90s. I have to agree. Don't even fake and pretend. Who's 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 it by? <laughs> if you that guy, that guy is so good. He's a member of this rap group from the nineties. It's an individual album. Oh, uh, Bobby Brown? No, he wasn't a rapper. Hey, this guy over here. Sorry, sorry. The genius, aka the Jizza from the Jizza Wu Tang Clan. Oh man. Um. What was I going to say? Oh, Shirley, did you find what we were looking for? Or like you two, you still haven't found what I'm looking for? Um, I still haven't found what I'm looking what for I'm because looking for. it wasn't under what I thought it might have been saved well, as. I will be bleeped. <laughs> I do need to say this, though. Well, the say it. 15 and under Babe Ruth team from Greenville, North Carolina is headed to the World Series. And here's a way you can help provide community support uh, a check or cash can be dropped off at asap photo and video you can venmo donations to greenville babe ruth 2023 tiebreakers is donating proceeds and the boys are running a car wash saturday uh, august 5th tomorrow from 11 a.m to 2 jersey mike's on furter is donating from their proceeds on august 8th from 3 to 9 donation jars are at parker's barbecue great harvest bread company uh, businesses can reach out to the team Facebook page <coughs> and players will be able to come by to collect and uh, be available for a social media post. So uh, help out the team coached by Gene. Former Pirate Radio intern Gene. Gene Briggs, a.k.a. Gene Briggs. So good I've luck to Gino. It. I wanted to uh, thank you, Shirley. Just This is like the one-year anniversary of this because I heard last night on the broadcast, Chandler, you had mentioned this, that 
the Panthers and Jets are going to have some joint practices. Yes. So we'll be able to see that on Hard Knocks. Panthers will have a cameo in Hard Knocks this year. Yeah. But do you remember the Panthers and Patriots last year were practicing? Yes. And the Patriots announcers went nuts. Those softies uh, went crazy. Shirley, let's hit it. All right, we're live for Patriots I forgot, you're just camp. a Boston Red Sox fan, not a Patriots fan. multiple fights over the last couple of days, and there's been another one, but uh, this follows a play on which a Patriots player was injured and remains down on the field. This drill got escalated by the Panthers here because they went after Slater on the second one. The second dust-up, they were, this is number three in, in a freaking kickoff drill, a kickoff drill where the Panthers are kicking off, Patriots are in return mode. They, went, uh, they had five guys that got off, got after Slater on the second scrum. They've separated all the players. They've sent them on their way into the next period. So you've got... Looks like it was Wilkerson. And now here comes another oh, fight, Jesus another major Christmas. fight. Uh, it's happening right in front of the stands. These guys and are a-holes, man. It's going to involve much of uh, each team at this point in time. Get these, get these clowns out of here. Oh, they're right up against the stands. And, and all now they want to do is fight. This is unreal. I've never seen anything like this. Yes. Players are and, coming from the other field and, now. And, and again, all the players from get in the, there. Here come the, the opposite field Look at the lineman go. are now running Whoa. in. This is like cattle. Now the Bills calling the team over now. Oh, there's another dust up over here. Yep. They're they're starting it's to get into 35, it again a little 35, bit. 35 from the Panthers here. I got this. I got the I mean, at this point, Jim, what I do with that damn thing? You've now had three scrums <laughs> right, he's he's looking today at it. He's in this looking practice. You had three of them yesterday. Oh, we got another one over here. And another one is now starting here. Holy I mean, crap. at some point, at some point they're going to have to maybe separate Jones, these Max two Jones teams. here is chirping at one of them. Nope, he was just threw the ball to uh, Aguilar. So they're calling both teams <laughs> together here. The Patriots, it's Belichick again in the middle here. Mr. Kraft now is in the middle with Bill. Oh, look at this, man. <laughs> I've oh, never seen what anything. A, what a scene. Look at him. He's getting right in the middle with Bill is Mr. Kraft. Panthers are over here down on one knee as they huddle right next to the – I've never seen anything like this at a camp. But as the Panthers walked back, they didn't walk around like a few they walked, yards. They walked, they walked right, right up through. against them, so they'd be rubbing up against them as right, they walked right by. It's a cocky bunch, man. <laughs> and rubbing's racing, son. <laughs> those uh, those dirty, cheap, no-good Panthers caused the problem. It's a Jimmy Christmas! <laughs> you would have thought, thought he saw a murder. Mac Jones yapping at one of them now. No, no he, he just, just threw a ball, a ball to Nelson Aguilar. Where'd I put the damn roster sheet? Where's yeah, the wait, roster? Where's the roster? What a clip. What uh, a uh, description. That is, a, that is a disgrace to act like that because of a fight. As if that doesn't happen every single year. Well, I just love between how... Between the team, the whole, the, the single team itself, there's fights. And then, of course, there's going to be fights with joint practices. Don't get me wrong. I love Homer Radio. But I love that... The Patriots did zero wrong yeah. at all in that entire thing. It was all the Panthers. He said it. These guys are a-holes, man. Your team. Get these clowns off the field. Chandler, Joey, your team is full of a-holes. When you pointed at me, I was. it wasn't about the Patriots fan. It's because you just finished. Well, maybe they're just too soft or something like that. I was like, oh, so I'm soft now. <laughs> No, I had Boston in my brain for, like, Danny, and you are a Red Sox fan. I got confused for a moment. The stash. Yeah. We'll take a break, come back, wrap it up on a Friday after this.
listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Wrapping it up on a Friday. Thanks for tuning in today. We'll leave with Kevin's comment on YouTube. ECU donors need to get on board with NIL, win the American, get in the 12-team playoff, and then the opportunities will come. Kevin, I couldn't have said it better myself. Why were we not thinking about this earlier? How did you think of that? Kevin, you're right. What a great end of the week. Let's start with winning uh, games. Just win, baby. Donate. Win a championship. Get in the playoff. And uh, the invites will roll in Shirley intern Joey Chandler enjoyed my time with you fine people on this Friday we'll talk to you Monday stay tuned to our social media this weekend we'll be out at ECU football practice coming up on uh, Saturday and there's an event at the library with the football team on Sunday so we'll be all over Facebook Instagram X Twitter whatever and all that this weekend and we'll talk to you again Monday 3 o'clock on Pirate Radio Live Jeff Charles take us home Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.